The following is a KPV MediaWorks production. And we're live. Seems so. Welcome to another episode of KPB Cast, guys. With me, as we all know, these beautiful faces, the production team <laughs> of Keck Punch Block. How the heck are you guys? Good, good, good. No complaints. I look at that man. They're good. all afraid Doing of it. Right. Who, who goes first? Did, did you say Keck Punch Block? <laughs> Somebody said Keck. He said Keck. He said Keck. 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 Well, not guys like Keck. Well, guys, wow. once again, we have Rodimus Prime, we have Rage, KPB Rage, Afrodynamic, The Voice, and, you know, one of the all-time great KOF content creators, DZ Kajuka with us. Wait, Ku- how, you, how you pronounce that last one? Is it Ku- Kujaku? Uh, Kujaku. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And today, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about year 2022 from a production team standpoint, man. So um, yeah. let's see. What, what should we start with this one, man? Obviously, 2021, it was a little bit of a rough year, but uh, production-wise, 22, excuse me, 2022 came around. And now, Rod, if you could, you know, give our viewers a, an idea, how is it that, you know, originally, what was your plan? How were you guys going to tackle 2022 from a production standpoint, considering you guys are one of the bigger production teams of FGC content in New York City? Um, We're always trying to, like, push the envelope and, like, just make things happen um, for us so that, you know, uh, prospective clients can see what we're doing and say, hey, you know, we like that. You know, let's work with you guys. Um, if you've been watching our streams, our FTC streams for the last year, um, we've done kind of like the the three cam on the commentary uh, bit, whereas like we have, a, you know, or one main static cam, and then each uh, caster has their own camera. And just to give it a more sports feel, like, you know, anything like, you know, we, we watch stuff like, for example, I'm a, I'm a basketball fan, and I watch, like, basketball. Um, I watch, um, <laughs> we watch uh, uh, NBA on TNT. On, I would guys. hope you watch basketball as a basketball yeah, fan. <laughs> no, no, we, you know, we watch, we watch like, NBA on TNT and like you know you got the Shaq and Ernie and those guys and you know it's four guys right and four personalities but then whenever they're speaking in depth about something you get the, the one shot and it's the, I mean, I, we wanted to bring that into esports so that was one of my things that I started doing uh, mainly I think we did it mid 2021 but we made sure in most cases that we did it through 2022 uh, little things like that go a long way and it, it, do, it doesn't cost you extra if you're you know a content creator if you're if you're a streamer you know um i i like to pay a lot of detail into direction so that's very important to me and what's going on so uh try to you know, make... i was gonna go ahead i was actually gonna say uh with, with a little, little bit of a follow-up with that you said it doesn't mm-hmm. cost that much so did it cost much uh steve to upgrade any kind of uh computer parts uh, any kind of equipment well during the pandemic, we got new cameras, new gear, of course. So yeah, it did cost. It uh, cost, yes, it cost. It, but it, 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 it cost us, yeah. It, definitely, you, you let let Steve continue with that. Definitely, yeah, it was, it was worth it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> He's a man of few words, my everyone. If anybody knows, All right, go ahead, uh, Rod. No, no, but like what Steve was saying, like, uh, uh. 
of course, during the pandemic, uh, a lot of industries, you know, took a shot. Ours too, um, in terms of being in more live situations, right? But um, a lot of the bigger production companies folded, and along with that, their equipment went on the market, and it's uh, it, it got pretty cheap, you know. So we were able to, you know, take advantage of some of that, get some things, and upgrade our stuff. Because I guess if you're looking at it from a, you know positive standpoint you know we're going to eventually come out of this and get right back into what we we're doing which is kind of what we're doing now and uh i think those those moves paid off in the long run how much of it how much is it a shore to uh you know drag all that stuff across because you guys have been all over the country in 2022 oh. you know who, who, who's in charge of that is it mainly just you mike and steve uh it depends uh we also work with like you know people like like dre people take dre uh shots out of to course. him andre um we we combine our forces uh to uh you know help out with bigger productions um it's a pain in the ass to travel with this stuff um and is a lot of it is because we're, we're still in a time of heightened security uh we fly so it's like you know there's always a threat of terrorism and uh with that you know i've i've had two inc- i've been involved in multiple inc- uh, incidents where like you know, because we 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 flew with stuff, there's been some sort of issue, right? Um, for example, um, anyone familiar with flying, uh, you we there's this stuff there, there's these locks called uh, TSA locks, uh, and you got you got luggage that comes out now that has it embedded. Uh, the lock, the right. luggage has embedded TSA locks. So for those that don't know how they work. TSA locks are locks that the TSA um, can open on their own without needing your key or anything. Um, it, it's from what I remember, it's like one of at the time I remember maybe seven possible frequencies that open up these locks that they have in possession. And you know, if they feel they need to flag something of yours down, um, they'll go ahead and open it, which is fine and understandable being in the world that we live in except that we travel with expensive computer parts and a lot of times uh and in fact to point out back to the situation we had in the summer with dre um we had our main computer taken apart because of this and you oh, know wow. they don't they, they don't tell you this stuff they don't tell you this stuff they just kind of like uh you know <laughs> you know throw stuff out <laughs> and then they, okay there's no yeah, bomb they mentioned it in passing basically you meant oh yeah we went in and ruined your life while we were there so Um, we're literally setting up and realize that all the cards are pulled out of place and things aren't there. And if not for the fact that, um, because we've done this stuff so much, you gotta have a backup to the backup. You know, we were able to run stuff on like other computers. I happened to bring my laptop, which you end up using for production. Um, and we were able to make a situation work, you know, because we were prepared, but this is, this is the life of a traveling stream team, you know, um, the other way around it is either you drive to these different places or you have stuff shipped via like, you know, UPS or FedEx, whatever, as long as you have right, someone right. that's able to, to receive and make sure everything's okay. But that's time consuming and can be costly, uh, more so time consuming. You need to have a body there, you know, to pick it up. So if you have work that, you know, including setup and breakdown time is four or five days. You might need someone there to be there for six, seven days just to make sure that they received the item and then have it sent off again. So 
it, it's it's it, it can be daunting um we we definitely had a hard time trying to make sure that we were able to you know pull off this uh event properly and you know and up in our opinion we definitely were able to uh because we were somewhat prepared hey dizzy um would you mm-hmm. say that is possibly one of the most one of the things that is, is probably the most annoying things to a production team member all this stuff that the scene does not see and by that i mean the players who you know wouldn't know anything about production because they're just there to compete right people who go there to spectate you know because this is what they do do you think that maybe what you know if some of the things that rod rodney just outlined you know tsa problems you know you get all your equipment you get to the event venue and oh look we have extra stuff that we have to deal with and then sometimes you hear people talking well they don't know what the heck they're doing but they really don't see what's really happening do you think what does that rank for you among one of the things that annoys you the most about you know people I mean, not knowing what it is that you guys go through from, you know from a production standpoint that that kind of happens with tournaments in general like not even just for production but just like you know you get the people that don't go to the event or the people that go to the event but they don't really see they don't see the setup or the breakdown they don't they don't see where things go wrong that are beyond their control like you know issues with the internet at the venue or um or even just like you know a cable being missing or something like that like there's a there's a lot that goes into this and they all they see is what they see on that projector screen or if they didn't go to the event they see what's on the screen so when I when I hear people say like, "Oh man, like, the, you know, they screwed this up, they screwed that up," and a lot of, a lot of times it's not really us screwing up. I mean, granted, sometimes it is. We're human. You, we're human. We make, we make mistakes. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it happens, but for the yeah. most part, it's something that's beyond our control. And you know, streamers they, they say all the time, streaming's a blow up, and we don't get a lot of credit for uh, you know, or not credit. Uh, we don't get a lot of a uh, benefit of the doubt when it comes to things going wrong sometimes, because it's, it's going to happen. Um, but a lot of time, especially now, because a lot of a lot of events, like they put the streamers uh, like behind the curtain, like behind the main stage or something like that. Yeah. Um, oh, are they? So a lot, yeah, so, some, mm-hmm. some events do that. Like some, some events, like, you know, you can see us from, you know, where the crowd sits or anything like that. And then sometimes you just can't see us at all. Like, you see, like you don't even see the casters. You see the the stream on the projector, and that's it. Uh, and the players on the stage. Um, but but yeah, it's just like I think if more people saw what went into this, then they would kind of understand. Like a lot of the, a lot of the negative things that you hear from people when things go wrong, they either wouldn't say, or you know, it would just it just wouldn't be as often because it's the internet. Someone's always going to say something somewhere, but. Um, yeah, I, I just think just to, for things to be more transparent, I think more people need to just do research, especially because they don't think about like the cost of, of doing this. Like you got to maintain, you got to get the equipment, you got to maintain the equipment, you have to transport the equipment, you know, it, it, there's, and they're computer parts. So, you know, they, they age. So eventually you'll get to an event and then you'll like your, I don't know, your, your video card or something like that will die like as you're trying to set up. And it's just like, Oh man, I gotta find a Best Buy or something else like that to get this part on the spot. Like, there's a lot that really goes into this to make that good viewing experience. So, I don't know. I just feel like more people need to think, you know, think beyond just what they see, and and think about like, wow, okay, these are people that are go- working at a loss nine times out of ten trying to get 
a rig together to get you a viewing experience at home or, you know, at the event, you know, wherever you happen to be where you're, where you're watching this. Hey, Mike, what's communication like when you get to these venues and you've had these kinds of problems, you know, um, communication between TOs, other streamers there, you know, people running the events, maybe, maybe you guys talk to some sponsors that are there, like, what's the communication? Like, hey, guys, you know, we may have a problem here, but we promise we're, you know, on it 24-7 around the clock. Usually, it really all depends about the framework that they have set up. Because if you have somebody who, say, like one of our staples is that we always do Big E events. So if something happens at a Big E event, there are at least two or three people that we can reach out to and grab to let them know that there's a problem. And like the chain of command will eventually get that sorted to somebody who can, well, knock on wood, do something about it. You know, there are a lot of times where on the, I don't want to say like local level because I don't want to like, I'm not trying to like, you know, shit on anybody in that aspect. When it gets down to like the smaller stuff, that's when the problems start because it's a much smaller venue. And majority of the time, the venue serves a secondary purpose or more to the point, the event is the secondary purpose and something else is going on. So if something goes wrong, you got to reach out and hope that whoever you talk to knows what the hell is actually capable of being done. Cheers, man. Hey, Rod, uh, what's the mentality for you and your and the team, man, between something like Evo and something locally, like, you know, maybe out of Brooklyn or, you know, the OS or uh, maybe even uh, one of Biggie's uh, smaller events, you know, like, you know, what kind of mentality do you guys get? Are you guys already just have everything at such a point where it's like, you know, we're not hyping each other, you know, you guys aren't hyping each other up. It's like, okay, this is a big, you know, it's a big show coming up and, you know, we have to do our best. I mean, then again, you guys do your best every single time. Um, one term that comes up all the time for me is Murphy's Law, right? Like anything that can go wrong will. Um, <laughs> I've definitely done events where everything has gone wrong and yet yeah. somehow we managed to be online at some point, right? And then there's some times where, like, nothing's wrong. Like, everything works. Everything works the first time. And I could just save my frustrations for or for the staff of the event <laughs> or for the players uh, because they know oh, if, if it's not our own work that frustrates me, is someone there that has nothing to do with anything. So um, I, I, I know... Particularly, um, Mike likes this story. I tell the story all the time. Um, what is it? 20, 2015 TLC? Was it 2015, 2014? I love that story, but that's not the one I'm laughing at. Okay. All right. Well, you, if you doesn't. Right. Well, this, well, this is what well, this story is like. So we, we're doing T, uh, TFC. And um, for that, that's the fall classic. That was, that the was an classic, event. Yes. yes, that was an mm -hmm. event that was uh, ran... It started between um, Biggie, uh, Final Round, and ECT. They all combined joint forces to bring one event. Um, oh, ECT was I, part of it? I thought it was just... Uh, yes, initially, and initially, initially, and then they obviously stepped out. At the very beginning. Um, yeah, the very beginning. So I think this is like their third year. This is their third... No, the second. Either the How second many or years third did year. the TFC yeah. run again? It, it did like, what, four or five years, I think? Something like that. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, four or five. Yeah, four or five years. Um, 
so this was like the second year and um we get in i think this was the same year as the storm right yeah it was the same year as the storm that's the third yeah year. yeah it was the third so the third year so the third is the third year the same, i know it was the same year as the storm and we just started it's saturday we're getting going uh we have marvel and uh the first match it was like uh, i was i don't remember what was playing it was the first <laughs> match. but uh i i do remember um i think i believe it's from atlanta i could be wrong uh roach king was a big uh regional uh marvel player um roach and he king. was on our, he, he was yeah roach king yeah <laughs> uh and he was he was he was on our stream commentating and um this match is at is nearing its conclusion it's like probably like one combo from ending and some idiot i don't know who it is, some idiot so well, the way we were set up is like we had an l and we was here and then commentaries on the other side of the l uh with the l meaning we had tables shaped at the, uh, at the l whatever mm-hmm. uh, right right some random guy i'm like decided that he can walk behind the stream setup not being oh part God. of the staff, not being part of anything. He walks behind me. And as he walks behind me, he kicks out a power cord that was plugged into the wall. Um, so the for, so for the grace of it all was the stream was still going, blah, blah, blah. But the projector went out. So people in the venue couldn't see. So when I realized oh, so what they, happened. So they went off. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, when they, they were like, oh, what happened? And I'm looking a around. collector. Oh. Yeah, and this is when I realized that he, he goes over to Roach King to give him a soda. And then he walks back. And I I, I probably never looked at anyone else as evil as I looked at his kid to this day. It's true. And I'm like, so you're saying he just barreled through. He just barreled mm-hmm. through. I, I kind of probably blacked out because I don't really remember because I was so mad. And I remember all I remember was Mike being there and like kind of like reasoning with me. To like <laughs> calm down because I was gonna, I was literally gonna rip this head off. If like, you like, don't bring this guy's neck, please. If you ask any of these guys, <laughs> I, I, I'm looking for a reason to hurt somebody in this community all the time because mm-hmm. as much as we do his community, they, sometimes they don't love us back. And yeah. so, like, I, you so imagine I did, Ronnie doing the raging demon man, you know, he turned like a third strike, you know, flames <laughs> coming yeah. up. It's <laughs> that kind of, it's that kind of thing that we deal with all the time, right? And I'm like, mm. I used to say, if you guys wouldn't do this to Spooky, why would you do this to us? You know, yeah, you wouldn't walk behind Spooky and not, you're not the name Jock of without Spooky or not. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, why? Like, and and, and th- that's kind of like this another part of what we have to deal with. Like just people being absent-minded, not being aware of where they are, what they're doing. Um, so yeah, how annoying not, is that? You know, so if, sorry if, to if we have our, we have our own problems. We have our own problems as it is. I don't need no, 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 no. I, I mean, I know, I know, Mike is is cracking up about it. So is Steve. But here you guys are. No, no, seriously. Here you guys are. No. You're trying to do a professional job, and you said it yourself. You wouldn't do that to Spooky. So why the heck are you doing it to us? How right. annoying is clout? You know, clout in this community. Oh, I, you know, clout oh, is, is you. You oh have to make God. another another podcast. To talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another can of worms entirely. Like a completely different can of worms. Dude, like I said, seriously, it should be a four letter word. That's how bad it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. In the age nah, of internet, I, it's going to be a thing. Yeah. 
we'll, we'll get to that. To but you were, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. Rag. Go ahead, continue with the story. Yeah. No, no, that conversation is one of those like that would have to really be in my bag because I would definitely name drop and like mm. if people didn't like me before, they would definitely not like me after that discussion. Yeah. But Who the heck hates the, you, man? You're like one of the most listen, lovable human beings there is. Listen, people <laughs> hate lovable people. That, that's a fact. Yep. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. the mama didn't love them as much, and they see me getting this love and they hate it. So. Um, but no, it, 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 again, it's part of the territory is what we do. You know, we got to answer the TOs and then TOs don't always do the right thing, you know, so that's another discussion, you know, or don't, or don't allow us to be prepared to put on the best work possible. And, mm. you know, there's a lot of accountability missing in this community. You know, just look at Twitter this past week. You would know that. But um, <laughs> hey, wait, what happened? I wasn't paying attention. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you was. Don't play the yeah. Don't we'll, play dumb now. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll fill you in later if you really need to. We'll, we'll get to you guys attended basically. You guys, I think you guys basically attended almost all of the majors in 2022, right? Uh, as some, um, I believe so. Every major, yeah. we we've had some sort of representation. Anything that you mm-hmm. consider a top major in this country this year. Someone was there. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone was there. Um, I for some reason I could never make combo breaker. I don't know what it is about combo breaker. And I want to go. Somewhere. You have to do combo breaker this year, Rodney. I'm uh, tired of yes. you like you know, thought of you ducking combo the, breaker. It's the weekend combo breakers on. This so yeah, hard. Memorial the weekend, weekend is, is rough. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For some reason, I, I I'm I'm going to try my best this year. But, you know, we got to um, drag. I did go. I, I did go to CEO this year. CEO yeah, was yeah, it was fun. CEO was fun. I was. We were actually there. Uh, the three of us, um, Rage and uh, Afro and I, uh, to actually go to an esports summit. Um, so we were there for that. Yeah, uh, Mike was whole, telling me about that, man. This sounded like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's something. Just all these kinds of industries trying to get into the esports industry. Yeah, it was cool. And, and trying to tap the right people for work. So, you know, that's definitely something that you should look into if you're an aspiring anything in the community and you're looking to do some work and stuff you got to attend these events and uh, if you want to know more about it you can definitely hit me up on twitter i'll be more than happy to talk about that and discuss well it's all it's about networking man and unfortunately you know me sometimes me and mike talk about this at work sometimes people just have you know they lack you know the ability to network you know all they want to do is just stay local but they have big aspirations to do bigger things you know sometimes maybe they think evo's the end all be all for them and they don't look past that but networking yeah. is one of the better things you could do, especially if you're trying to grow your portfolio, isn't that? Well, 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 that's not anyone's fault. If anything, like even me, like the first event of anything I ever heard of in fighting games was Evo, and I remember when Evo was was a battle in the Bay or B five. Yeah. Yeah, battle in the Bay. Yeah. So I, I, those were like the first thing because they're the biggest tournaments. I guess if you. If you're a wrestling fan, your, your first event you probably hear about WrestleMania, right? Because that's like their biggest event. So it's the same idea with that. And then you realize, oh, there's more regional events. Oh, there's an event in my state. Oh, there's an event around the corner from me. You know, so they, you, it trickles down the deeper as you get into the community. Whatnot. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Royal Rumble was always the bigger event for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always love Royal Rumble. Mania and the Rumble are like the big two. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then SummerSlam, right? Yep. And then SummerSlam, yeah. Yeah. Shit, man. Now you can't mess with the 30-man battle royal. Too bad Kofi Kingston doesn't do his little magic anymore, right? 
<laughs> I think it's cold. Kofi deserves better. All right. He does. I will die on that hill. Okay. <laughs> what was it? Brock Lesnar beat him in less than a minute. Oh my God. Eighteen seconds. Was it eighteen? I, was, was that faster than when when Kevin Owens lost to Goldberg? Remember, no. Batramania oh. had the entire intro to oh, yeah. the all Kevin yeah. Owens Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah, like the only reason why the Lesnar and Kofi fight was longer was because they let the like full intros play. When the like you know, when KO went against Goldberg, like that was at the Saudi show. So they were like, no, trying oh, to expedite everything. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, that was that was the Saudi show. Yeah, that was the Saudi show. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put the belt on them real quick. Jeez, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, Deezy, uh, uh, rank rank these events, you know, from, because we were just chatting about them, the majors, Evo, CEO, right. and Combo Breaker, you know, from top like, to bottom. Like in terms of, uh, like, like being well-known or like something like that? No, for you, you my know, just for, oh, uh, like my personal, for being so, there. Yeah, personal preference, because those are so the big those, three right now. They mm-hmm. are. Um, so out of those three, I've only been to Combo Breaker. Um I haven't been, oh, to, you, Evo. I, I been to, to Evo. No, I haven't been to Evo. Um, I've been to CEO Taku, so I know what a CEO event is like, but not like the big CEO in June. You know what I mean? Um, yes. <clears throat> so I have been to Florida. I have been to Jabali events. You know, I, I can I can vouch for them, but um, so I can't really I can't really rank them because I've only been to one out of three. Um, I can say that I. I can't say that I've had a bad experience at Combo Breaker. I've been going to Combo Breaker since before I even joined KPV. I actually got my first medal at a Combo Breaker. I've got my first top eights at a Combo Breaker. Like, it, I, you know, I can vouch for it. But um, but based on what I see about, uh, about EVO and CEO, I always hear good things about CEO. Like, I know there's a lot of, uh, I know there's a lot of discourse when it comes to its location but I'd never really hear a lot of complaining about the event itself. So, um, you know, I can, I can tip my hat to Jabali for doing a good job as far as that goes. Evo, uh, from what I, again, haven't been, but from what I've been told and from what I've seen, I know that there was a little bit of a dip going towards, um, you know, he, he, he who should not be named exit. Um, so, you know, but I heard that since it changed hands, that it has bounced back, and you know, a lot of people have enjoyed. What was it? The last two years he's been heading it because I know I know we skipped twenty twenty, but uh, they did twenty one and twenty two. I think we skipped. Right? Do we, what Evo? Yeah, did we skip twenty twenty one? There wasn't. There wasn't twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one was was online. Okay. Oh, it was online. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Never yeah. mind. Twenty twenty two. So yeah. So the, so yeah. Twenty two was the first offline when it came, you know, after the pandemic started. So I heard a lot of good things about 22. So I'm hoping that 23 and beyond, you know, it just continues to get better and better. You were going to say I, something? I just wanted, I saw you yeah, it. I just wanted to, just to say something. This is, this is very important. Uh, none of these events are without problems. Like of course. Not so much I, could, I could imagine. I could imagine. There's not, there's not, there's not so much at any event. This is just the reality of it. It's just, it's just I, I feel like maybe some events have their problems magnified more than others absolutely um, but Definitely. I, I want to make that clear as someone who's, who's watching this and, and you know I, I wouldn't be fair in the community if i didn't state that 
none of these events are with, with, not without their problems. I guess it's just I mean, a matter we, of taking care of the problem as best as you can as soon as possible and moving forward from there. And that's it. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to make that part clear. because I, I, I don't want any misconceptions that there are perfect events out there. They're great events, but they're not perfect. No one's mm-hmm. perfect. And I mean, when you I, bring I that, 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 when you bring oh, that many people together, like that, like that many players, spectators, all that stuff. Like you're talking like thousands of people, right? So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, th- you, you. The goal is to make a good experience for as many people as possible. Because the realistic part is, someone that goes to your event might not have the best time. They might not, you know, of they course. might feel they got, they might feel that they got shafted in the bracket, or you know, they might have a minor altercation. They might, you know, feel snubbed because, you know somebody you no know, somebody didn't move when they said excuse me or something like that it could be the smallest thing and it could just ruin someone's entire weekend so you know yeah. like rodney said none of these events are perfect um you know like i can vouch for my experience at these events i've gone to events where i had a less than stellar experience it it, it just happens sometimes um but you know as, as a to i think as long as the goal is to please as many people as possible you know, everything should, everything kind of works itself out. Um, I have, I do agree that some events get the, uh, you know, like they're, it could be the smallest problem. It could be like player A was seated higher than player B. And it's just like, but depending on the event they're at, it could get blown up. You know, it's a huge blow up on Twitter the weekend after all that kind of stuff. Oh, this, you know, this set of brackets wasn't streamed or, you know, Oh, they stream this match before this match. It could, it's it's petty stuff sometimes, you know. Like sometimes there are legitimate issues, but other times it's really just petty stuff that people just blow up because they want insert to here to. I don't know. I I can't speak for people's feelings, but I, I've definitely noticed the trend of you know I've seen the same issue happen at more than one event, but you hear about it from one event, you don't hear about it from the other. Yeah, like my, you my said, the majority of the always, time uh, it's really petty, small things that, uh, you know, it's like really you're, you're wasting your time, you know, complaining about this. But unfortunately, those little petty things, like you said, are the ones that get the most traction. You know, people like and, drama. and it's just, it, yeah, and people like people love drama. People love that stuff. You know, there are some members within the FGC who love that drama and their following loves it. You know, guys like Punk, you know, he tends to start drama all the time about really dumb little things. But Hey, he, he, I, I, like people say, well, he's punk. This is what he does. And it's just like, well, I mean, kind of making yourself look like a jackass, but that's not what you're right? You're always entitled to complain. It's just a matter, it's just a, a matter of who, who's going to listen. Um, that being said, I always say this, 0-2 is on you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, can, you can blame, you know. I, I've seen... I've seen complaints across the board. I've seen people complain about not having free water. And that's not really a tournament organizer's job to provide you where you want a whole three course meal on top of that with your venue. Like, like help me out here. No, if I'm paying what I'm paying, I better get all five courses. <laughs> um, I want I want the steak dinner on my on the on the setup when I sit down. Like I want everything. <laughs> I, want, I want that. Shirt Mind all that. Like I'm trying to see if there's like any turndown service afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> people people complain about not getting lanyards and stuff, and I'm like, 
most of these events with a five with a five course steak dinner, you know, justify going on to. Hell yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Sometimes 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 if, if the venue or area has good food, I don't care going on to. I'll just go on to and go eat. Because uh, <laughs> true, you know, like like I know you, you, this is not to be a, a ranking thing, but like one of the best parts for me about going to Evo is the food. Like, oh yeah, Vegas, Vegas man, the food better be good. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Vegas. You know, everyone, you know, of course, Vegas. The first thing is like you know, casino and like gambling capital, the war and whatnot. But they have a exceptional like spread of food there. That like, oh yeah, you know, you could definitely not eat the same thing twice in like a week. Yep. Is it because it's in the Mandalay Bay or has it always been like that? No, just the whole city. Like, oh, like you Vegas, know, period. Like, this, is that. this is just this is Vegas, period. Yeah, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm pretty sure I, I know I, I've taken Steven over to Tacos de Gordo, which is when I, every time I go to uh, Las Vegas, I have to hit that spot up. Yep, that's a must. Um, you know, get a beef tongue taco, you know. Don't judge it because it's a beef tongue. It's, 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 it's no. really good. Try it. It's the, the best <laughs> beef tongue you'll eat. Yep. What's better, the Vegas food or uh, those sandwiches at Big E events? I forget what's the name. Oh, what's the name of the place that uh, the Wawa? Wawa no, is nothing. Is it no, that's not what he's That's not what he's talking about. Trust me. All right. Thank God. I know no, no. where you're going with is he, this. Is he talking yeah. about like fat yeah. sandwiches back in yes, the Yes, he Apex is. There you go. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, oh, the the, um, yeah. the place in Jersey. This was the mm-hmm. Apex days, and we were in New Brunswick. Yeah. We were going to yeah. Apex. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, like, a lot of the Jersey places had like the fat sandwich places, and we get like the fat bitch or like whatever sandwich <laughs> yeah. it's called. That's what it is. It was really called that. That's, That's what it was called. It was called, it was called the fat <laughs> bitch. So we can't we can't change the name of the menu. All right, we can't. We have no control over that. It's not I my fault. That like on those like tournament weekends, whoever is like listening to the phone calls or like dealing with the like online chatter, yeah, those are gonna be two trigger words that pop up way more. All right. Mm-hmm. You're gonna hear somebody on the phone, like you're just gonna be walking down the street. And yeah, the phrase can I get a fat bitch is gonna be on everybody's <laughs> tongue, all right? I'm sorry, all right, them sandwiches are delicious, okay? It's not our fault, all right. <laughs> They are good. They are good. <laughs> They're good sandwiches. I think I had so many in one weekend that that was the first mm. time in my life I had uh, like heartburn. I'm about like, to say, oh I my God, heart, dude. No, yeah, like heartburn. No, no, because I think I mean I think only ate two, only ate two, but one, one, one of those. Enough. Like, One's enough. One is one enough, is enough <laughs> for you. Yeah, like yeah. for anybody. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely had enough. two in a weekend, and I said no more. Like I, mm. it was the first time I experienced heartburn. And he hasn't had one since. I think I had one at an ECT, like when ECT used to be in Jersey, I had one there. Mm. And like, I got the sandwich. I forgot the name of it. It was some some crazy whack out name. And then looked at it. And before I even took a bite, I turned to my boy and I was like, yo, you want half of this? <laughs> like, I just knew that. I was like, if I eat this whole thing, like my heart is just going to stop. And then it's going to be like, what? the hell happened to DZ? He's like, oh, got a sandwich in his hand. I think I could guess what happened. <laughs> Went out like, like I didn't want to risk it. I, I didn't want to risk it. I was like, bro, just take half of this, please. Um, um, the for, Sony... For, for context... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Finish. No, I don't want to say for context. We're talking about these sandwiches. It's just literally, like, three proteins on the sandwich and, like, two sides 
that you would find in the fast food place and like all in one sandwich. So it would be like gyro meat and like chicken fingers and like mozzarella sticks and french fries and it's all in the sandwich. And three just, Yeah, mm-hmm. just, just so just to give you a picture of what these sandwiches were. Yeah. What has it's the like Sony involvement meant for uh, the big three events? You know, have you, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure it's the, um, you know, the owners of the names that are dealing with them, but have they affected your work in any kind of way? Or is it still, you know, just cruising along and Sony really hasn't really stepped up and, you know, affected anything of, your, of what you guys are doing? Is that my question? Well, whoever, well, yeah. I guess. Well, okay. mm. I mean, I mean, I, I think it's too soon. It's too soon to tell um people were like you know we're we're still fighting to stay grassroots which is i understand it but at the same time you can't complain about like not having money in your community but then still want to be like grassroots and i think sometimes people stay more want the scene to stay more grassroots because they don't they don't want to be babied and checked and policed because yes this this was you know, it still is, but not on the same level. But it used to be a very, very bad community in terms of misogyny, and like bigotry, and stuff like that. And you know, we I'm I'm so happy that we have so many women in our community playing playing at a high level too, in placing mm-hmm. and placing and commanding the respect of the community. Like I, I can't stress that enough. Like you can ask these guys. Well, that's one of the first things I wanted when I first started this group years ago. Like you know. Um, you, you we've come a long way but we still have a ways to go in that department you know yeah. so and, and and the ones that push back at this are the ones that yeah they want to still keep it a boys club they still want to like talk the way they want to talk and say what they want to say and have no consequence for it and like anything times change and you got to change along the times and that's that's kind of the push so when sony stepped in i think it was mostly those people that had a big gripe and then the next group was probably the ones that wanted to operate without answering to anyone, which I find kind of wild because at the end of the day, you didn't create any of this stuff. It's not your IP, you know? And if, like, Nintendo hasn't proven that with the Smash community over and over again. Jesus you know, Christ. We The rest of FC has it really good, you know? You don't see oh, by the way, uh, sorry to cut you off, man. In case any, as some people are unaware, but Sony has become involved, I believe, uh, with a CEO combo breaker and Evo. Uh, remind me, Mike, is ECT part of part of that as well? If memory serves, I believe so. So yeah, Sony, uh, the big corporation, has basically you know stepped their foot in there, and they want to get involved within the FGC. But you have mentioned something, Ronnie. That, you know, a lot of people, oh, we want to stay uh, grassroots. What's wrong with just looking at the majors exactly as that, as the esports side of the FGC? And why don't we keep our locals to grassroots? Why can't they just, you know, why can't they coexist like that? Why is it that when, you know, people say esports, they think, oh, we're talking about everything, you know, even locals at next level. You know, why is it that people just can't differentiate the difference? Because there's, there's, there's still a seedy underside to the community, right? Um, I, I remember all the collusion jokes and memes and stuff. And guess what? That kind of all went to the wayside, but guess what? People still do it. People still do it. It's just not talked about, you know? Um, but yeah, there was a focus on that at one time, you know? There was a focus on 
who slept with who, you know, as if that mattered. It, it became a high school thing. And so in a lot of ways, the community is still very immature in like a high school popularity contest. And people sometimes want to keep it that way. Um, I think, and this is not to insult anyone as far as community, but for some, this community is their entire life. And when you oh, take yeah. away the things in this community that they enjoy, whether it's for the greater good or not, you know, they, they, they push back, you know? So, um, that, that being said, you know, like I said earlier, you can't have your cake and eat it too, right? You can't look at Fortnite and Dota and want millions of dollars in prize pools, but you don't want to straighten up your act as a person. You don't want to behave, you know, or you only want to, you only want to misbehave in this community and then be okay in your personal life. That's not how it works. Right. Like if, if, if you want these prize pools and these and, and and the substantial money where you can actually really make a living you know you, you, how many people can say that they're a pro fdc player and can live off this without any other type and i, I, I i'm talking about just competing i'm not talking about competing and streaming and making content and being i think it's almost I'm impossible about, i'm talking about just going into a tournament winning and having yourself settle for a couple of months you know, you can't really do that in this community, you know, mm-hmm. with without all these things combined. And then if you do have all these things combined, you're probably making a decent wage, but you're not, say, like, you're definitely not a Dota player making that kind of money. You're not, <laughs> you know, these teenagers that won a couple million dollars a couple years ago in Fortnite. So if you want to get to that point, you have to show, you know, that we're marketable as people. You know, and again, you know, with recent things that have happened that, that continues to push us back where we're not marketable because we can't even be trusted to do things right in our community as a collective. And unfortunately, it just it always keeps happening. And no matter what, whenever we try to step our, you know, whenever we want to take one foot forward to, you know, to always step back, something always happens that just brings the community backwards and there's just, you know, as long as you guys been doing it, and as long as I've known about it, it's, it's it just never, it just seems like, you know, the future is kind of bleak, isn't it? I wouldn't um, say bleak. I wouldn't say bleak. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say bleak. It, it's uh, not that the future is bleak. The thing is that notoriety denotes accountability. And that's the one thing that the FGC has always had an issue with. For as long as I've been around, and for all the things that I've experienced, both in front and behind the scenes, you know, people don't want to be held accountable. And like Rod was saying a second ago, you can't do that anymore. If you want to reach that level where you can, like, again, like Rod was saying, sustain yourself, you know, financially, professionally, you can't do that and still try to be some, you no know, bum ass dude from around the way who doesn't know how to act in front of people, all right? Like, my aunt always used to have that expression. I'm sure all y'all heard it. You can't want everybody to take you seriously and then make it a habit of showing your ass every time you get in front of a camera. It don't work that way. <laughs> nope. No, but again, so why, is it, why is it impossible that both things can't exist? Hey, let's have our goofy, you know, stupid crap here at next level let posey keep doing the demonic a and you know have it run like he 
like he runs. I mean, you know, guys like Posey know what level they're on, and they're more than well, perfectly well, happy. Po- but, Posey you know, isn't, isn't doing anything wrong. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, 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 he's Posey. not. But my whole point he's, is, you know, he's got his audience. Issue. Yeah, it's a, it's but, a but, but my issue. my point my point is why is it that the grassroots community, whatever it is that you know you want to call grassroots, cannot let majors exist as being part of the overall esports thing? You know, it's like, listen, you, you come, you come over why. here. I'm sorry? They view it as no exclusion. They view it as not being allowed past that velvet rope. As far as it, they're it, concerned. It's grown adults hmm? not wanting to be told how to behave. That's all it yeah. is. I said, like, Are they think just about afraid it of like the real this. world? About how A lot know, of the are. real world, about how the real world exists? You know, you know the A rules of, set yeah. there? I'm not even, yeah. I'm not even going to mince well, words. A lot of the bar. All right. Yeah. Like, the real world was changed like this. since things got started. Exactly. I'm sorry. Say right. again, DZ? Yeah. Mm. The, the real world has changed a lot since, you know, this whole thing started back in the 90s. Like, you know, whenever I see someone say, like, oh, man, like, the new FGC is so soft and, you know. The, yeah, the, which is the, actually the, a phrase the, going around right now. Yeah, like, they, they say that. They're they afraid of, like, woke culture and cancel culture and stuff like that and it's like you guys used to beat people up in arcades because they grabbed you twice in a row like you really want to go back to that but Mm -hmm. but but you know you you can't you can't you can't throw slurs at people on stream and then you're mad because it got held accountable for it like come on but my best example is to think of it like this imagine you're going to a nightclub when you're outside on that line, for all intents and purposes, you can do whatever the hell you want. But the second you cross that velvet rope, you got to act right. And not enough people can act right to get inside the club. As, as grown adults, you, you, you want to have fun but not be told what to do. Like, yeah, people which just is crazy because, because we, have, we have kids on community that act better and are more mature than like the older people in this community. So it's like and and it, it, it's a it's a blemish on on gaming culture. Like we're still looked at as like you know these basement like dwellers. basement dwellers who don't know how to act who are who are awkwardly social. I mean I'm sorry, socially awkward, excuse me. Mm. Awkwardly social. <laughs> um <laughs> <reference>, really <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing, right? But, um, <laughs> and yeah, and, and outside of pressing buttons, you can't act properly in public. Is that a you thing? can't function. Like, That's the thing. You can't. You, a lot of them can't. And, and and people will be quick to diagnose it as some sort of maybe you know spectrum thing or whatnot. But it's just them not being them not wanting to be told what to do in this, I guess, world that's outside of their real life. Because for a lot of us, whether we like it or not, it's also an escape, right? Sometimes right. I look yes. forward to these. Of events, course, you know. Sometimes you know the the, the the nine to five hustle and bustle of my personal life and whatever it's it, it's it's it, it, it weighs on you. And sometimes I just want to get away and hang out with my friends. Sometimes I only see these these guys. Of course, because because of my life, you know. When we get to do these events, so yes, it's an escape, and it doesn't mean I don't know how to act like a human being. That doesn't turn off, right? 
you know, but it, I, apparently it does for some people, which is confusing to me. So that's that's where we stand, and that hasn't changed a whole lot. It's gotten better. It's gotten better. There was a time, especially like I said, there's a very there's this this community is still misogynistic, above a lot of other things. But there was a time where like you really couldn't be in these spaces as a female, you know, especially if you weren't actually trying to play the game, because then that you were already labeled as something else. Um, and while we moved on from that, we've gotten a lot better. We, we still have so much work to do, uh, but not just on that end. Just it just as again, you want the money but don't want to sit upright, you know. So yeah, make make a decision, you know. And and guess what? And to answer your question, about they actually they both can exist because you can go back and be in a little corner, be in a little boys' club, and do what you do, right? That that still goes on. Right, oh, but yeah. it, it, it's just that don't mix the two when when it's time for you to be in front of the cameras and and you know represent a brand you know because everybody wants to be sponsored but they don't they don't know what what it comes what 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 it comes with to be a brand ambassador for someone right of course we, we we've had so many figures in the community come and go because on paper they're great competitors but that's where it stops right. Um, they don't know how to again behave themselves. They don't know how to represent them. And sometimes it, and for, you know, it, it's not always a bad thing. It's just probably just not your strength to be like a spokesperson. You know, you know, you 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 have to be somewhat of a selling point. And sometimes, as good as you can be as a competitor, a, a prospective sponsor needs a little more than that. They need a personality. You know, I get kids all the time and parents of of kids, and they they know what I do, and they say, "How do you get into this stuff?" And blah, blah. I'm like. And, and my my answers change as the years go by because now today what I tell these people these kids and these parents like these kids and stuff is like I tell them everybody's doing this now you know kids are doing this grandkids grandparents are doing this everyone every walk of life every age is doing this you have to market yourself so that it's the difference between every time you turn on your stream and it's five viewers as compared to five hundred. Right, you have to. You have to now. It's because everyone's doing this. You have to stand out. It's not just oh, are people going to watch me play a game. I'm going to make money. It's people going to watch me play a game, and I'm going to, you know, interact with the people that are watching it, and I'm going to probably be at least somewhat really good at what I'm doing, and I'm going to offer things that other streamers don't, so that you can come back, right? Because that's the that's that's the misconception now, right? It's like. I can just turn on a game and play and I'll make money. While and while there is some truth to that, depending on who you are as a person, you have to put in the word like anything else. Mm-hmm. That's well, that's why I mentioned it plenty of times in other podcasts. You know, being a content creator, it's a full time job. And also, yes. one thing a lot of people don't get, and it correlates to what you said, you know, the combination of skill and charisma it's very rare you know that's the that's that's the thing that sells uh, that that's what sponsorships want hey you could press buttons all right but you know we need you to be a spokesperson you know we need you to be out there in front of a camera once in a while and that's right. just something that a lot of people you know that's not in their rolodex you know they they don't have that skill you know pressing right. buttons could only get you but so far it's still bringing you to the dance. It's still, you know, if, if you're winning, 
you know, that's still a good look, but you <laughs> of know, course. but again, no, but even like you said, man, just being a competitor alone and like DZ said as well, it's, it's impossible to make a living just being a competitor in no, the FGC. It, it, it's, it's very impossible. A lot, a lot of people don't notice, but a lot of the best players in the world are making other sources of income than their tournament winners. Like they have, they have day jobs. They, like they have regular nine to fives, or or the sponsor plays pays them a salary, or you know they they have like Twitch or YouTube revenue. Like it's not just right. go to tournament win because one, a lot of these modern games, like especially like. Street Fighter and Tekken and KOF and games like that. The these games are so sweaty that you could you could see like two events of the same caliber and get a completely different top eight both times. Oh, like yeah. you're not mm-hmm. you could be as good as you want, but you're not always gonna win. You're not always gonna even place. Like it's just not realistic to expect, hey, I'm really good at this game. I'm gonna, you know, go to tournaments and just you know, be the traveling warrior. I was going to make money from these events and just live off that. No, you, one, you need the money to get to the event in the first place. So if you can't afford a flight in a hotel room and registration, it'll matter how good you are, you know, like, right. And that's why, that's why I tell people they get discouraged when they go on too. I'm like, look, at least you went. There's a lot of people who talk a lot of crap and don't even go to these things. Listen, mm-hmm. if you don't come out in first place in most of these events, you're not even gonna have your flight and venue no. and hotel covered, no. you know. So this is why you know, of the people go with a loss. Yeah, you yeah. go to loss. Yeah. So you know, and, and then you 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 make decisions to like lessen the blow, right? Like most of us do not stay in a room by ourselves because we want to save money, you know. So we we stay in groups, you know. Um, that helps that helps lessen the cost. You know, you want to re- pre-register on time. You know, early if you know you're going to event, you know it's it's the difference yeah. between, you know, paying sixty bucks or paying one hundred and twenty. You know, mm-hmm. so, so which apparently I fights. heard is still a, I heard it's still a problem that uh, a lot of people don't believe in pre registration. That's fine. You're only making these events more money. The same people that complain that these events make too much, right? So, <laughs> but they make too much I mean, because yeah. of last minute people like yourselves. You know who who don't plan properly to go to these events, you know. And thank God we're like, I, oh, I, I think we're past that because we we had these years where it was like, oh, evil time, time to raise money in June, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, so they go on these streams and they go on these crowdfunding streams and this, then a third. And I'm just like, dog. Yeah, they still do it, but they do it. They do it a little earlier in the year now. Like usually, like shit is embarrassing. All right, it is. I'm not even gonna lie. That was embarrassing I'm talking back about, in the day. I'm talking about three weeks before Evo when they closed registration two weeks before. Okay, so oh, people God. were doing that back in the day, you know. And that that means you know how expensive <laughs> flights are at that time. Yep. When you're trying to buy a flight to somewhere three weeks out, the hotel's probably booked out, so you might have to get off venue. You know, if you know, it, it's why, why? And these are perennial people that will go to these events at the same time every year. So why are you doing this to yourself? You know, so it's. Asking the community at large to be mature and responsible is a big task. Yeah, and and to this day, to this day, you know, it's 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 a, a, a big task, and we we see it and we laugh, but it's kind of sad at the same time. You know, we 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 want to hold people. We we want people to, to be professional. That's what being 
a pro player is. Pro comes from the word professional. Be a professional at what you do, right? You know, shake your opponent's hand, you know, prepare, practice, study, whatever it is you need to do. Don't, how, and then none of these people that are last minute ever win. Right? <laughs> no. They never win anything never. because because it's your total lack of preparedness. And it shows, right? That yeah. time you're sitting there putting on a BS stream to raise money, you should be practiced, you know, and stuff. So, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's not as rampant as it used to be, but yeah, as DZ said, it still happens, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's things like that. And that has nothing to do with it being grassroots or not. It's, it's literally in the name of what you are trying to be. It's being professional at what you do. It's not a hard thing. DZ, how do you uh, juggle mm-hmm. being a bracket runner, running around, helping the stream out, and, you know, being a competitor? How hard is that? Um, it's It depends on the event I go to. Because some events I go to, I'm, I'm willing to do multiple things. And some events, it's just like, all right, I'm competing, hard focus, like, I'm not doing anything else. Um, usually when I do, like, when we do biggie events, I'll, I'll bounce around and, like, I'll... Uh, like just this this past NEC, like uh, last month, um, I competed in KOF, got thirteenth. Um, after my bracket was done, I, you know, went over to the stream. I started cutting instant replays. So it's like I was, I, you know, I had it in my mind. Like I'm only playing one game. You know, it, it's the game's not going to run that long because I think we only had like forty five ish something like that players. Um, so I was like, okay, if if I make top eight. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to focus on that. If I don't, when I'm done, I'm just going to go and start helping the stream out. So it's kind of like budgeting your time, you know? Like, you just ha- you just have to go in and, and think, okay, what am I doing? What is it possible for me to do? Now, it's easier when we do things like Combo Breaker and things like that because, like, if we go to an event and, uh, and we're not streaming, then I know that I can just hard focus on playing. Unless something comes up like uh, like last Frosty, where uh, I was only planning on playing, but uh, then Steve comes to me one day and is like, "Hey, they need us to run <laughs> this setup. You know, you want to make a couple of hours?" I was like, "All right, sure." Like, not no, not how I plan on spending my Sunday, but if I want to make some money, sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> I I went to just you know chill and whatever, and then right, it was like, "Oh, we need we need people. Are you are you available? I'll pay you this much." And then I was like, "All right." Right. It was a good number. <laughs> how much helping? Uh, how much do you guys go out of your way to help other streamers that you know may need help uh, setting something up, or you know, hey, I'm done with my duties, but you know, this dude right here needs my, you know, needs some help to, uh, you know, try to get the job done asap, or maybe alleviate some of, you know, some of the stress that they may be having. Is that something uh, normal for you guys and the streaming community, production community in general? You know, helping each other out as much as possible. Yes, we want to have everybody sure, yeah. up at the same time running, so that you know everybody everybody starts on time. Um, you know, some some people have like technical difficulties with the audio system. Sometimes the camera don't work, or they have like like with us on NEC. I left some HDMI cables. At home, so I had to go scramble around asking, see who has extra stuff like that. And I'm glad. I, I, I think it's a it's a it's a semi normal occurrence. Yeah, um, it's a, 
It's normal. We, it's we, normal. We, we don't. Everybody <coughs> helps each other. Yeah, help each other. It's a, a close knit community, huh? It's close knit. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I think people may want to believe that there is some competition between streamers, and th- there's some truth to that. Like you know, we want to be the best at what we do. Uh, you know, we want to have you know, uh, the gig, so to speak. You know, and the different things to do. So you know, we out there hustling like everyone else. Uh, but when you're when you're, it's always about thinking about the bigger picture. When you're part of something bigger. You know, you don't. You kind of want everyone to kind of like make sure that this product is working like well. Like, uh, yes, we have people that we definitely like. We partner with and we work in regard away, and there's others that like they're part of their. You know, they're there. They're part of the event. You know, they they need a SDI cable. They need um, you know, whatever they need. You know, if we have it, we definitely you know give it to them. It's, it's not hurting us, you know, and you know, mm-hmm. hopefully that helps us in the future in case we ever run into a problem and we need a, a miscellaneous cable that we happen to not have or it broke or, you know, cause you can never have enough of anything in this kind of work, right? Like, you know, if you, I, I think packing to have just about enough is a, a bad idea because nine times out of 10, something will like break or not work properly or something else comes up you know, that wasn't planned in like the workflow of the stream where we need to have that extra component, you know, and, you know, for, for example, um, if, if you've known about like capturing older cabinets, like CPS two boards, CPS three boards, uh, you need specialized equipment that is hard to get and not many streamers have. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I'm kind of glad you mentioned that. Cause a lot of people forget, man, these, uh, the retro communities, they don't use emulators. They don't use PCs. No, uh, you know, they, they use uh, these arcade boards. Uh, what are they called? They have a certain name, right? Super guns, are they called? Well, that's one way of doing it. But some of them are the actual arcades, actual arcade machines, um, the actual city cabinets uh, with the with the original boards. Uh, super yeah, guns are, tend to be slightly modified or, like, restored from older boards. Yes. So... Um, but but a lot of the, the arcade in this community, the arcade scene is alive and thriving, and uh, we we play a lot of events on actual actual city caps. So th- this is not something; these caps are not something where you can just plug in the HDMI and capture it. Of course, on your, not. No, on, I mean... your, on your on your Elgato, you know, like it, <laughs> they, they, nah, they require. This is literally '90s hard hardware um, right, software you know. trying to integrate yeah. it with stuff from 2020. You know, it's not right. easy. And a lot of times, if, if you can't find these these items that help you to capture it, you have to have your own proprietary stuff, and that comes out of price. If you don't know someone that can make it for you, or have access to it, so. Yeah, we you know things like that. You know, we we we've covered um, retro games in the past, like CBS two. I believe we did Third Strike maybe once ever, um, and it requires those types of equipment. You know, or you're not streaming it. You know, so you, everyone plays an essential role, and the more you're willing to help out others in events like this, it, 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 the longer it goes a long way for you and your and your your team and your community. When you uh, when you're talking, the, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, like personally, like the best example I can think of what Rod just talked about 
coincidentally was that TFC a couple of years ago when that storm hit because that shut down the power, like dead stop about, I want to say three quarters of the way through that Saturday. So instead of like, you know, everything basically devolving into widespread panic, everybody came together, all the streams, everybody who was with the TO staff and even a couple of the players, like they made sacrifices, DQ'd themselves so that whenever the power came back on, we can hit the ground running. And I always remember that event because we lost power, like, I think want to say like 6.30, 7 o'clock. And then after, like, everybody kind of, like, settled down, figured out what was going to happen. We talked to the venue and everything. They told us when the power was going to be coming back. Like, the next couple of hours was just game planning it about how we are going to finish this tournament. And push came to shove. Everybody came through that Sunday. And not only were we able to catch up, but we were able to, like, get back on schedule because, again, everyone came together to make that work. No, man, that's awesome to hear that, uh, you know, even, you know, in, in, in the production community, at least everybody has, you know, what's best out for each other, at least in these uh, big events. And I'm pretty sure local events. And, um, you know, it, it's it's always good to hear when people get together to try to make it a, as tight a ship as possible in whatever circumstances that, you know, present themselves. Agreed. You know, so uh, that, that's that's always a good thing to hear. And what about you, Mike? You know, obviously you're part of the production team as well. That's why we're here. Uh, you know, you also commentate. So how do uh, yeah. how do you uh, go about doing both things at events? You know, how do you split your Basically, time? You know, from commentating, um, you know, whatever game it is that you're on deck for, versus you know helping out Rod, DZ, uh, Steve, uh, you know, Lou, Retro Station, to do everything else. Generally, it always like DZ was saying earlier. It always boils down to time management. Because there are going to be some days where I've been at events and I've been on the mic for like anywhere from seven to 13 hours straight, mainly because again, either they need people to cover these games or somebody didn't show up. And now magically there's this gigantic hole in the commentary schedule. Somebody's got to be put in spot. So on like those heavier days, it's basically about like being ready and being punctual. Because commentary is still a part of production. I don't think a lot of people fully grasp that. Because if a commentator is not there and if a commentator is not cooperative, that derails the whole production. So no, we've been me, talking. I'm sorry, oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah. no, go ahead. Like, so for me, whenever it comes to like those really heavy days, it's simply a matter about again like budgeting my time, figuring out where I gotta be and when. And, like, for the lighter days, when I'm only covering, like, maybe one or two games, I'll do my no particular block. If anybody that's, like, you know, running the rig, like, needs food, needs water, need a drink or anything, then, like, you know, I'm free, I'm available, I'm not involved with anything, I can go take care of stuff like that. Because, again, like I said, that's a part of making sure that the machine keeps running. No matter how long we're all you know, online for, no matter how many games got to get streamed, as long as everybody is like cycling through, we always have fresh bodies on the rig. That's what makes us work. I think that's honestly one of the strengths that KPB has always had because we don't workhorse anybody. You know, like between Rod, Steve, DZ, and Retro, yeah, I'm probably going to be running my mouth for like six, seven hours a day. 
but those four, they're constantly cycling through. One of them takes care of the cameras. One of them takes care of the stream. One of them is taking care of, like, you know, instant replays. And, like, every couple of hours, shift change, basically. And those guys, they keep it running. They keep it going. That's why everything we do always comes out so smooth, you know, provided there aren't any external problems that we can't control. So, yeah, I always give them a lot of credit. And as far as working in commentary, when it comes to, again, being a part of the production, you got to know, you got to know your role, for lack of any other way of saying it. You're a troubadour. You're the MC of what's going on. You're the host of that show. So now you got to make sure that everybody that's watching knows what the hell is going on. And for anybody who is, as I always say, uninitiated in the process, you got to be that little bridge of information between what they don't know and what they're going to find out. So that's one of the main things that I always make sure is top priority. I need to know what the hell I'm talking about. I know it might sound pretty like passe or simple, but you would be surprised and mortified about how many times I've seen people get put on the mic and they either become the deer in the headlights or you can clearly tell they're BSing to the point where, all right, now you're really just trying to stretch out something you have no idea what you're talking about. And that brings everything down. So, yeah, it's, it can get tense. But, again, mm -hmm. as long as you pay attention to what you're doing, as long as you know the game, which I know sounds simple, but it's very, very important, and as long as you're fully aware of, again, like I said, where you fit within that you no know, grand tapestry, you'll be fine. Hey, Rod, you were a stream manager for DTN, were you not? Were you like, uh, or you, several you were times. like the manager for, I'm sorry? Uh, several times, in fact, several, several years I've done that for DTN, yeah. How's that like, man? You know, you got your own team True. and, um, you want to make sure that everything is uh, running well with you and your team, but like, how is it uh, having to deal? Uh, you know, defend the North. Obviously, it's a quote unquote New York major. It's the big one locally. Um, you know, uh, you you tend to get along with a lot of the people here in New York City, and uh, you got made stream manager. How 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 you know how depends on who you ask. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think you get along with everybody. What the heck do I know? Uh, yeah, but um. I, I think every event has this person or should have this person. I, I think for DTN, this is one of the events where that position is actually defined by the event for me. So, um, yeah, it's just making sure that, like, you know, everyone is doing what they're supposed to be doing in terms of streaming-wise and producing content for the event. Um, is It can be a point of managing personalities. Um managing different people and their, and their, their approach as to how they do work. Um, so like, I, I say this all the time, right? Like people ask, you know, well, how do you stream? How do you go? What do you buy? Uh, there's no right way to do this. Um, everyone has a different flow, you know, workflow as to how they produce a streamed event. Um, we're no different than that. Uh, what, what, seems to work or what, what makes sense to us and the people that we work with is to prepare for a redundancy. And by that meaning having different components for the stream so that if something goes down, we can then work with it while keeping the stream afloat. Um, 
when we first started doing this stuff, it was everything on one PC, right? So, which means a capture card and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, if, this, if the PC goes out, what happens, right? No stream, right? Yeah. Uh, now, we have all these different components to where if something goes out, um, it may, one, one, it may or may not reflect on a stream. And even if it does, we can still somewhat keep the stream uh, going if it comes down to that while we while we uh, troubleshoot that situation. Um, for me, I believe this is the preferred method. This is how you want to do. This is like, imagine, you know, watching AEW and then it just went off there, right? Because you find out everything that was being done on one central system, right? Of course, if you ever watch live TV, things happen, you know, things, you know, get messed up. The show still goes, right? You, you, how many times have you seen the camera get knocked over or cut off? You know, and not kayfabe. This is real, right? You know, um, <laughs> it's, it's, the same, it's, just, it's the same idea when you're doing production for these events, right? You want the show to continue to go. We, our community has a small attention span. So, guaranteed, you put on a be, a be right back sign on your stream, you're losing half your viewers. It's stuff right. like that you don't want to do. I mean, unless you have to, if it's like a, a game change or whatnot, and then those people will come in for that game. But like, you know, if we have to go to break because there's an issue, we, we can potentially lose viewers, you know. And it, it, again, it can't be helped. We got to do what we got to do at the end of the day. But when you have, you know, your workflow set up the way we do and others do, uh, there's less likely for things like that to happen where we have to take the stream off the air. Uh, because that used to suck, you know. And Steve and I can tell you, we've done so many events over the last decade, you know. And you know, to have down, I remember what one time I can recall one time when we, we used to do um, the proving grounds. Was that the proving grounds in Philly? Yeah, Steve, the rebel, like holiday, yeah, the rebel proving grounds. Yeah, the holiday. Um, we thought that this, this is back and still in the days of everything on one PC, and. We, you know, I mean, Steve is, is our tech guy. Like, Steve is like, if, if Steve can't figure it out, usually no one can, you know. He's um, the best. He, he, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, he, he's, he's yeah, definitely. You saw how he gave that sound. Now he's like, you're damn right I am. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he keeps us afloat all the time, you know. Even, you know, there are times I've definitely fumbled the stream and, like, Steve comes to the rescue. Um, so, based on, on our expertise, this one event, we seriously thought that our power supply had died. And because we thought that, we went out to like a micro center, which is the only thing that you can find on a Sunday, on a Saturday that would have that, that we can like, you know, put back on. So we literally left the stream. This is like a whole day stream. We left the stream for a total of maybe hour and a half. And this is like, this is between taking out the power supply, going to micro center, find the power supply that didn't break our pockets at the last second, running back, installing the power supply. Then it didn't work, only to find out that it was like breakers that went off in the hotel and we weren't getting power. Yeah, I was going to say, is that the one where like we turned the, we turned the monolith on and the whole row of uh, setups went out? <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, that's I regular that one. event stuff. This was like <laughs> literally like Kyle. I'm shouting out Kyle. This one. This is Kyle's fault. Uh, oh, yeah. Biggie's Kyle. Um, <clears throat> He came through for the daisy chain incident, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he daisy chained that. our power somewhere and we lost power. 
and because of that, we scrambled like we lost our freaking minds. Because cause, cause this is what professionals do, right? We just don't say F it. Like, we try our best to make sure this thing comes back up. Oh, well, of know? course, yeah. And, you know how many times we spent money last minute to, like, make sure something's on our stream, right? And, uh, yeah, all, it was all of that for nothing because it, was, it wasn't even our power supply's fault. It was the fact that the power was rerouted in a way where we weren't getting it, which was why we couldn't get power to our stream. So, yeah, these, these kind of things, like, going back to the whole, like, stream manager, DTN stuff, and just in general, like, you know, you, you have to just make sure that everyone's, you know, running ads. You know, when, when you, on the, on the production side, there's a lot that we have to answer to when it comes to sponsors, right? Sponsors give money to set event, and in exchange, you have to advertise stuff. Advertisement comes in many forms. It, be, it, it comes in the form of stills, uh, commercials. Or just being uh, spoken of the product by casters. Um, sometimes, if you go to any event, there's a lot of logo placement. You know, we have banners to have these events. These are this, these product sponsors pay this event to do that. You know, and then the, you know this this is how like events are able to like you know cut the cost of thing being able to pay people. You know, because for, for the most part, most of these events. You know, and again, I'm not here trying to get into anybody's budget on how things work or not. That's not my job. But this is how people are able to be to, to be paid for the work they're doing for these events, right? Because if they don't get the sponsor money, the sponsor money to help offset the cost of running an event, you're seeing red most of the time, right? So this is this is an important thing. You know, even even in the events where I'm not the stream manager, I know the importance of how we have to run ads on our stream. Because this is how the event gets paid. And if the event gets paid, then it's more than likely we get paid. Right? So <laughs> just like any, any job, you got to do your part to make sure that the company gets paid so you can get paid. And uh, so, this, yeah, so the stream management part, again, is, is you know, is making sure everyone's on their P's and Q's when it comes to the collective of uh, bringing these different games onto the big tree so that the sponsors are happy, they see their product, you know, being flashed on the screen or in the little layout on the bottom. You know, you, any stream you watch nowadays, you know, you see all the logos for everything sponsored out to the bottom between matches and well, between player shots and camp shots. All of that is there because they need to focus on these sponsors. The sponsors can then pay this event. So that's like a big aspect of what I do as a stream manager. A lot of that also this year with DTN is uh, having a commentary pool up and running. Um, just making sure that all the streamers have the proper assets uh, for the stream, and they're all on the same page. With our, we we were we were we had a run a show this year, so we're like making sure that everyone's on the run a show, so it keeps track of what's going on. Also keeps track of us running ads, so we have evidence to say to said sponsor person, hey, look, we ran your ad x amount of times during this day, that day, whatever. Here's a sheet. It corresponds to if you look at our archive. So there's because because yes, these sponsors will watch your stream and will make sure that you are holding up your end of the bargain. You know, so that's part of like my position when it comes to like stream management and stuff like that. You know, I like that uh, we basically covered almost uh, a lot of the places you guys went through through the years. Um, you know, a lot of you guys went to Evo, Combo Breaker, CEO, other places, you know, just not those big three. You obviously did a lot of stuff here in New York. I know DZ, he doesn't live in New York, but 
when he can, he comes up to help out whenever it's possible, especially at Big E events out in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. And um, again, you guys do as good a job as you possibly can. But let's put that for a little side and let's uh, focus on DTN for a little bit. When it was announced that DTN was going to go all PC, and I kind of forget who started this uh, revolution that all of a sudden everything FGC has to be PC. Did that throw any kind of monkey wrenches on your on the way you guys approach anything to set up or uh, you know expectations? Any? No, no, none at all. No, it, it's, it's the same thing. It, 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 it didn't really affect you guys, did it? No, it doesn't no. affect us. Very, very How about good. everybody else. Uh, everybody else, um, yes. I, I've I've heard it's a to me that the frame rate was so fast that they weren't used to playing at such a fast frame rate. You know, this yeah, is stuff I heard, bit, overheard huh? over this, which I think is kind of silly. But yeah, people were know, again. I'm not I'm not the one trying to. The timing to... was different from, uh, you know, the the consoles and stuff. Yeah, Dizzy, so why did everybody take that ball and run with it? Did nobody see? the possible problems that may have come with jumping to PC like so soon, so quickly? I mean, so here's the thing, right? Like, PC, most of the games, not all of them, but most of these games, the PC port's going to be the most optimal port in terms of, like, what you can do with it. Like, you can get the max frame rate, you can get, you know, the the lowest input delay and, like, all this other kind of stuff. And, And... Ideally, a lot of people want that. There's nothing wrong with wanting that. But the problem you run into with PC is that not every computer is going to run every game the same way. Like, you can load up, you can load up, uh, I don't know, you can load up KOF 15 on someone to, you know, $1,500, almost $2,000 rig, and it'll run perfectly. But you can also run it on someone's toaster laptop, and it'll be worse than the PS4 version. So I get, I get why people want it, but there's also, and it's also the fact that like my PC at home might not be like the PC that'll be at an event. So when Steve was saying like, oh, a lot of people were dropping combos and missing timing and things like that, um, you you have that issue. It's like okay, they probably do play on PC at home, but they're not playing on this PC. So they have to get used to that and <laughs> change your timings a little bit and things like that. Um, you also have the uh, you also have the issue of like some people don't play on PC at all, so they got to get used to that because they're using the console. But um, as far as streaming it, I don't I don't see like we didn't really have any major issues if I recall correctly because I was watching. No, I didn't it, go to it's PC. It's the same idea. It's the same idea. It, it's just capturing. Yeah, uh, n- it's n- just capturing. Yeah. No. Um, you know, because like when I, like when we do big events, like if I don't go, I I tune in because you know I'm I'm out of the channel and everything like that. Make sure the chat's good. Um, but yeah, like I didn't, like we we didn't really have any major issues. The issues were mostly on the the players not being used to the platform because, like you said, it was just a right. sudden shift and you know a lot of people just weren't ready to make that transition. But um, you know, I think I I think on a game by game basis, there's like things are slowly starting to improve on, on both fronts, like both PC and console. Like uh, I know that um, I know they recently they're start I know recently they're starting to fix a lot of PS5 versions of games to emulate the input delay on PS4 or even the PC port. So it's like so I think eventually we might reach that point where the platform of choice is a non-issue. I mean, it, it, aside from 
you know, what other, what input device that they want to use. But that aside, in terms of like the game performance, it's low. It's 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 not rapid, but it's slowly starting to become more uniform between, you know, depending on the game. Like not every game is like that. Some games are older than others. Some games are not being supported by devs anymore, so they're not really going to get much of anything going forward. But you know, it, it's it, as far as the PC environment for tournaments, it's starting to get better. I don't think we're at the point where it's going to be standard yet, but it's starting. We're, we're making progress. Who who even started this whole? Uh... PC brigade anyway. I mean, who, who was the it's, person it's who... It's a couple of people. I mean, and, and by the way, so far, DTN has been the only one that's done everything PC. I don't believe Big E did any C on PCs, right? The only no, the only thing PC-wise PC. he's done in the last couple of years was uh, DOA 6. DOA, right? Uh, and yeah. yeah, that was yeah. a community effort thing. That was a community effort. Oh, God. Community came in and brought, I think, like eight, eight PCs. Uh, because the, oh, the, uh, the community, community itself, uh, the DOA. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Uh, because um, the uh, community preferred the, the the frame rate on the consoles weren't wasn't optimal, um, so it was it, it, that was a, a big reason why DOA six, from what I understand, didn't do well um, in its time because the, the the console sales halted because you know the frame rate was horrible for whatever reason and it was never patched or anything like that. So. The community moved to PC to, to play the game. Uh, they deemed the game unplayable on console, basically. So, so that, that was the only say, time. Th- yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I think PC was the compromise because I, I know, from what I understand, uh, the Xbox port is okay, but a lot of people didn't have Xbox peripherals. They didn't want to buy converters and stuff like that. But a lot of the stuff that works on, you know, the modern consoles these days also works on PC. So they were just like, okay, we'll just put it on PC, and like that's what they settled on. Jeez, man. But okay, yes, but like no, you said, in the you're, future, you're though, yeah. there's going to be a compromise over which one is best for whatever event, right? It's either going to be PC or console, or and there's just going to be a happy medium, right? Well, well, what's what's missing here is still how pricey PC is. On, on when it comes to logistics and cost effectiveness, like you know, and, and like Didi said before, you don't want to buy a bunch of different PCs that have different specs. So if you're doing an event, you want everything to have the same specs, everything's the same situation across the board, right? Um, and then I can go on the limb and say like these were these PCs using DTM were better than recommended specs, you know. Um, thanks to the sponsorship. So, if you had to front that cost on your own as a as a TO, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. You know, so this is, you know, I, I want to. So see he had it. help getting all this equipment. Well, well, yes, it was it was sponsored. It was a sponsored event. It was sponsored by MSI. So they provided the PCs. Um, you know, and, and who's, this, this who's is, MSI this, in case nobody knows who they are. MSI is a, one of the prominent you know computer PC companies. You know, okay. um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this is don't this is no shade on DTN. This this is what it is. Is it, it would cost a ton of money otherwise to outfit an entire tournament with PCs. Otherwise, um, only things that weren't PC obviously were the retro games, um, and then like what Smash, anything Smash related in DTN. So anything that had that had a, a PC version of it was it was on there. You know. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's it's not cheap. So that that's what the part that people forget. This is the one of the main reasons why it hasn't been done is because the money involved. You know, again, the FTC, we're in the bottom of the totem pole, and that has has not changed in my time in this community. When it comes to money coming into this community, we're at the bottom. So yes, you're, you 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 want PC, but don't compare our community to you know a League of Legends community that has to play on PC. You know, I don't even or, think I don't even think you could compare us to the Farm Simulator esports. But 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 that's where it comes from. <laughs> we are compared to it because you know yes they but they have a lot of money coming in compared to us. So you you can't expect any event you know, to outright out of their pockets, you know, front a whole FTC event full of PCs, you know. Who who knows what plans MSI and BTN have in the future. But if we don't have this help and we don't have this money coming in, this is not happening. So I you know, I, I do give respect to BTN for pulling that off and having that event. You know, is it sustainable for them in the future? It's not for me to say, but I'm definitely giving you the idea that it may not be. Jeez, man. Did you reach all your goals you wanted in 2022? As a team? Not at all. No. Not at all. We, we, what, we, what could you know, improve upon? Um, we, we, we always talk about having a better social media presence. Um, and then it's, it's just literally just getting our ducks in a row, right? Like just getting everything, you know, settled so that we can move on to the next step. And that's, you know, we've, we've had discussions about that a lot lately. So we definitely want to turn that around this year and be a, a better organization for the community and for ourselves. So um, that's just one of many things that we want to work on to just be more efficient as a team. Um, and again, we're always looking for opportunities and stuff to just always display our craft um, because we've had prominent figures in the community give us all the love and you know they you know they would ask you know why do you why do you operate from the shadows and I'm like that's not intentional you know it's, it's just we've been in a position where we're constantly overlooked um, this is still a community of not what you know but who you know and there are a lot of people in and orgs and groups and situations that they shouldn't be in and they can't even handle, but because they know the right people, that's why they're there, you know. And I'll say that I, don't, I not a, I've said that on social media, you know. I, I yes, I, I'm always going to have a professional tongue, but I'm also, you know, not going to stay quiet about how I feel about our place in the community, because um, again, this community doesn't always love you back, no matter what you do for them. And that has an effect on you and the things that you do. And it's always a, an idea of, do you want to continue this? You know, how long do you want to continue this? You know, is the frustration worth it? You know, and then I say all that. And then there's always, you know, the one person in, in Twitch chat that says, thank you, KPV. And, and that makes all of this worthwhile for me anyway. So. Yeah. Agreed. Well, what about you, Mike and DZ and uh, Steve? Do you know? Are you, do you guys feel the same sentiments? Y'all go first because I have something to say. So, um, Brian <laughs> <laughs> right, got 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 me all ready to listen. Um, now pretty much what Rodney said is 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 pretty much the same thing. It's like, you know, we 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 know where we are and we know where we want to be. Um, 
it's just it's just the, the the path you have to take to get there, right? Like like that's that's the the challenge. So I we're 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 always thankful when people are grateful for the work that we do. Um, but you're you're always gonna have those attractors out there. Like like I think Rodney said it a while ago, like there's people out there who aren't gonna like you just because other people like you. Like it's just it's just gonna be like that. But you know, as long as we do our best and we're satisfied with our work, like we can, we we can make our goals. And if we don't, then we can at least get the feedback we need to make our goals at a later time. Um, you know, I I got I've been with the team for what's it twenty twenty three. So this is this is like what six or seventh year or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, but um. I, I've never felt like I've never felt like we couldn't overcome any shortcomings that we have. Like every time we hit a wall, we band together, we put our minds together, we you know we we do our best to get past it. And if, if you know if the issue keeps coming back up, then we just keep we just keep trying again. Like we don't give up. You know, like we whenever we whenever we hit an issue, we just don't give up. And I think that's what's important to maintain a presence in a community like this for so long. Because KPB's been along been around. A long time. Like, wow. When did you guys start? Like, 2010, 11, something like that? It was earlier than that, I think. Um, 20, 2011. 20, 2011. 2011, yeah. Um, you know, it was like 20 years, like, right? <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> 11 years. Oh my God, I'm feels like 20 years. Your math's not mathing. That, that, that's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit better than feels. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's like when you do this, you do this for so long, like you meet a lot of people, you you see a lot, of, you go to a lot of events, you see a lot of games come and go, and you know it's just as long as long as someone out there is enjoying our work and and they're grateful for our work, then I'm satisfied. Obviously, I want to do you know I want us to do the best that we can, but if we're making people happy along the way, I'm good with that. Steve. I agree. Um, I agree with Rodney. Uh, our social media presence is horrendous. Uh, we have, you know, been having meetings talking about it, making it better. You know, in the in the coming months. Um, I this year for me was really good. I went to a lot of events. I worked a lot of events. Um, I even did a concert, which was amazing. Oh, you did? Yeah. I did the uh, Kalani concert. The who? Kalani. Kalani. I don't know who that is. Sorry, uh, RB singer. R&B okay. Kalani. Um, I, I I guess what we we failing to mention is that our production work also goes way out of the FCC. Like we, this, the, it, it, things like this that allow us to stay afloat at the same time, like perfect my craft. Like he was able to go out to, uh, to do a concert. I was able to go out to do a convention in LA. You know, these are these are things that yes, as a did. result of what we do. Um, yeah, I, I also did a, a concert. Uh, I did a concert in DC uh, for Essence Magazine. So um, th- this is you know we, we we you know we have been rewarded for our hard work by having these opportunities outside of the community. You know, and I'm definitely thankful for being afforded those things. And I'm sure Steve is too. But yeah, just but just want to point that out there that our work because of the FTC, which is always gonna be our love and our home, 
has afforded us to do things outside of FSC and have a lot of great experiences. And that comes out with networking. Exactly. Yes. Mike, you were going to say something you said uh, in a uh, you know, um, threatening voice. I got something to say. I can't shake that. Like somebody told me earlier this week that I'm ominous by nature. So like I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> but in light of just the bigger picture and where things have where things have gone and where they've come from, I don't look back on my time with KFB and within the FGC with any regrets because you know there's that old Eminem lyric, the most hated on out of all who say they get hated on. Like that has been a like prevailing feeling sometimes when we get involved with this because like Ronnie said this is escapism for us KPB is a passion project you know it's been able to bring people all across the country together for something and nine times out of ten passion projects are thankless work there's no ifs ands or buts about that but since I know you're a sports movie fan Ralph you remember Little Giants right of course. All right. What was the What was it that the coach said when they were in the locker room during the last game? You can have everything go wrong 99 times out of 100, but it still mm-hmm. leaves that one time. And That's that right. one time, exactly, that one time always makes everything worthwhile. I think about all the times that, like, I've gotten on the mic and I'll either hear people talking about it and they don't realize that I'm, like, within earshot. Or I'll look in the chat sometimes going back or God forbid when I was younger about this, I used to make the mistake of reading YouTube comments. And I do while I do appreciate like a lot of the love that I've been able to garner over the years, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that some of the things that I've seen and heard and read, like they didn't cut a little bit deep. No, but the fact of the matter is, for all that you know, anguish and all that pain, I still hold on to the one time. I think about all the people that I've been able to help through KPB, help them find their way, help them find their footing. And not just people on the team, people throughout the you know entire FGC. The ability to say that, yeah, I got involved with this and I was able to help somebody find their passion. I was able to help somebody find their voice. I was able to help somebody make a difference in their life. All the BS that we've ever had to deal with and will likely deal with in the future, all of that melts away whenever I think about all the people that we've been able to help collectively and I've been able to help personally when it comes to the FGC. So yeah, there are going to be people who are always going to say that, well, if you guys aren't really making money off of it, know then why are you still doing it and we have a word for those people and it's called wrong so those people can screw off (laughs) we do this because we love it you know if i didn't enjoy being able to watch all the action from the best seat in the house i would have given up being a commentator a much longer time ago if i had to you know let all the negativity that pops up because whenever something a lot of people don't get every time a commentator bursts onto the scene they are not met with you no know, universal applause let me tell you all right i've been told that like again 
because of the way that my voice is, that, like, you know, it's boring. I've been told that, again, like, I sound like I'm a golf announcer and everything. But, like, this is who I am, you know? I always tell people this joke. Again, I always tell people this story. Like, this happened more or less all at once. I woke up one day, went downstairs to have breakfast, saw my mom, went to say good morning, and it scared the hell out of both of us. That's just how it is. Right? <laughs> but again, this is the way that, but I, I never let that stop me. And the more and more I stuck to my craft, the more and more people eventually came around to it. I still remember the first time I went to Combo Breaker when we were at the Mega Center. And I had just gotten off of the mic for KOF. And somebody was yelling my name. I couldn't see who it was because, again, like, if you ever been to the Mega Center, that place is huge. Somebody starts yelling, either there's a fire that broke out or they're, you know, they're just trying to get your attention. And I couldn't, like, play, basically. And I couldn't place where it was. And then this dude walked up to me, and he was grateful that I was on the mic. No, not because, like, at the time I wasn't the best or anything. He was grateful that somebody who had a voice like him was on the mic now. Because, again, like, there are other people, believe it or not, there are other people who rock baritone out there, okay? <laughs> not every commentator is going to be like this, like, all the way turned up to 11, constantly, like, you no know, gyrene and all that crap. There are going to be people who have, like, you know, a more docile tone to them. There are other people who have different mannerisms and whatnot. And I love the fact that I have been able to give some of those people somebody to listen to and enjoy. So, yeah, again, like I said, it may be passion projects may be thankless, but that one time, it's always going to make all the difference. Who's the biggest dick you guys have to deal with all year? All year? Uh, this year? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, in the year 2022. Who's the biggest dick you guys had to deal with? You know, it's really I'm I'm putting the fifth on that right now. (laughs) I can't really say that we've ever had to deal with any particular dicks this year. I can think of some by name in previous years. But as far as this year, not like KPP has actually got like a lot of love everywhere we've gone. <laughs> like it's yeah. I ain't gonna lie, like it's like it's really like it puts me a little bit speechless to think about how we're at this point now, regardless of whatever level of success you wanna throw, we're at this point now where like any of us can go to an event and we're immediately recognized. Any of us can go to an event and people like are glad to see us. They chill with us. They want to like you know again, get some games in. They like don't want to like you no. Know, they don't have any issues with like just running to the bar and just grabbing a drink. They don't have any problems just sitting there and just talking. Actually having somebody to have a conversation with for like what feels like hours on end, but not. Nah. So yeah, like we've gotten a tremendous amount of like love from the community abroad. So trying to like single out one person that we've had negative issues with. Honestly, I can't speak for everybody else, but, like, I have not dealt with anything like that. We have not had to it's, put it's just a Tuesday in for us. Bag. Yeah, like I said, we <laughs> haven't had to put anybody... <laughs> All right, like, Ralph, I'll even set it up for you, basically. We haven't had to put anybody in the dick bag this year. <laughs> right. Oh, that took me back. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, forget, I remember you guys did that segment. That was funny. Mm-hmm. 
we had, I don't think we had to put. And by the way, DZ, it was Mike's idea to put your name on uh, in Retro's list. Yeah, I noticed that. I was wondering how that came up. That <laughs> was Mike. Yeah. Steve. Not, uh, that was all of. Steve, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on the Arturo uh, situation? I'm just gonna keep it brief. Um, don't play around with other people's money. Easy. Um, more or less the same. I'm, I'm pretty disappointed. Um, but yeah, like it's just like, for, to, so, I'm pretty sure everyone here knows that the FGC is known for being broke, quote unquote. So, to take money, and a lot of people game, really enjoy that too, like. I, I don't know like, why. You, some people love being associated with the word broke. I don't know why, but because I, I know I'm not broke, but you know. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but you Speak know, it's just like, to, 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 to take from a community that already has a reputation for not having money and, you know, using a platform that was literally created to expand the prize pools for these events. It's just it's really disappointing, and it it's a shame. I you know I hope everything I hope everything with his dad turns out okay. But if he took a if he took a step back for a while to reconfigure, reevaluate, I wouldn't blame him. I would just be like you know maybe it's time to take a step back and like really think about why you did what you did and and. I don't know. I don't know if there's any goodwill left with the community. We'll still have to see. I, you know, I'm not art. I'm also not the people who deal with art. I can't speak on on that entirely. But I'm just gonna say I'm really disappointed. Mike, you're a better person than I am, DZ, because like I don't have any hopes for this situation. Like, honest to God, the thing that bothers me the most is the collateral damage that's gonna come from this mm -hmm. because this is a huge thing and i know that there are some people who are going to be in their feelings about it and they don't want they don't want this to play out the way that to be blunt yeah is gonna play out this way this is one of those things where it's going to get a lot worse before it gets any better and the fact that that's gonna screw up a lot of stuff for a lot of different people all because of him i'm sorry but like again i don't have any I don't have anything nice to say in that aspect. And by the way, I just want to expand on that. And we've talked about this, Mike. A lot of people may hear Afro's uh, take on this and it's like, oh, man, he's just being dramatic. Uh, this is nothing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, listen, guys, uh, Spooky made sure to step in and uh, save his brand, you know, r right away. When somebody on Vic's level, you know, as long as he's been in this community, steps in and I, be, you know, I, I believe they were roommates and, you know, best friends, working partners for a long time. When he steps in and says, he's like, yeah, uh, guys, uh, he's not associated with me anymore. You know, that's when you know. And this kind of goes back to something we were talking about earlier. You know how some people don't want to acknowledge things that happen in the real world. This is, uh, you know... He, he again spooky's a perfect example he made sure yeah i'm gonna save my brand by saying i you know he's not associated with me anymore because this is you know this just brings a, a lot of negativity and i think the thing that's sad about it 
uh, what Dizzy said. It's just, you know, how long he's been in the community. You know, a lot of people look at him as a pillar within the New York scene. Some people do, some people don't. It is what it is. You know, people have their opinions of, of him, but I, I think the one thing, that's the one thing that, um, you know, that bothers a lot of people, how long he has been. And like I told people, oh, if he really needed the help, all he had to do was open up a GoFundMe account. We've seen all this stuff happen I before. He too. probably would have raised 10 yeah, Dizzy, you're the one who said it. The, the, if you would yeah, have opened, first... if he, if he would have opened one up, he probably would have raised ten thousand dollars in, in in less than an hour. Considering the first who he hour, is. it would have blown up, and 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 especially because it's like, you know, people say it all the time. Time, it's just like the most of the community is pretty tight knit. So if someone needs help, we, you know, if you're if you're willing to ask, people are willing to help. And yeah, but somebody on his level though is a little bit different, you know. Right, but but that's the thing. His level is also why I was completely confident that if he really needed help, he didn't need that money. He could have he could have asked the public, and they would have banded together and helped him out. As as a matter of fact, I think he has done that before, and they've helped him out. Of course. So yeah, I'm I'm not buying an excuse on why it had that money had to be touched. But I've already said my piece, so I'm a. No. <laughs> I'll let you guys go keep going on that. Rod? <sighs> With great power comes great responsibility. And this is oh. exactly what happened here. <laughs> it's exactly what happened here. You literally had someone fall from grace, right? And again, like I, I, I looked at this situation, you know, I've met the guy, spoke with the guy work with the guy for better words like really no ill feelings towards him as a person right but that being said you 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 know when you have a following you know when people look up to you look towards you 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 can't not you know you you can't pretend like there's not that's not a thing you you know the effect you have on a community as a whole right you know, I'm going to stop you real quick right there because that's a perfect um, thing to say because, I mean, look at that dude, Rob TV, the one that was asking him questions during that stream. I mean, that guy sounded like he was going to cry, you know? People couldn't like, yeah, say it ain't so. I, I've literally watched this week, like, people come at other people because they believe in their heart and saw that this man was incapable of, of doing such things. Like, I'm talking about straight Vidal, like people just being nasty, like do not talk about my person like this. He is not, and I get it. I get it. We all have our phase. I, I've also learned. I've been around this planet a, a while now, and it, it's kind of one of those things. You, I, it, 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 it's said in many different ways, but like, don't ever meet your heroes, right? Because they're gonna disappoint you, right? We're we're, we're all capable of human mistakes at the end of the day. Right. Um, this is, I mean, yeah, you could talk about the morality of it or whatever. You know, he's not a god. He's going to make mistakes. These are mistakes that any other human could have made. Um, I, I'm, I'm not painting this picture for him. He did what he did and he should serve the consequences. But, you know, we, we put too much stock in, you know, these quote unquote saviors of our community, right? Or these gods or whatever have you. And for me, what I get concerned with the most is getting pushed back to square one. 
Okay. We've had situations where prominent figures, prominent groups, prominent people in our community over the last 10, 20 years have done things to set us back. This is going to set us back. And that's where my beef is, right? And there's not, my beef isn't what he did or that, that he's going to, is the consequences for the community as a whole afterwards, right? We stay destroying our own community and having to rebuild it. You know, this is no different than like a flood washing through your town, right? You, you, you it's, it's destructive. So now companies moving forward, look at the community, look at people that had such a good standing like Arturo and say, hey, I don't want to do anything with this community anymore. Because this is what these guys are going to do. You know, I've sat here through this already. You know, that's where my OG status comes in. I've seen this in real time already. I mean, Multiple I've seen times. people get handed tens of thousands of dollars to do the right thing and they don't. So it sets us back. It's not even a step or two. This really, when this is all said and done, this really sets, sets us back a lot. People, yes, is Maturino probably in a way to blame? That's debatable. You, you know, you have to understand what's happening on all fronts of your, of your business, right? And, and I guess moving forward, I hope they you know, make a better situation, but that doesn't absolve people like Arturo from the fact that it shouldn't have been there. And he wasn't thinking about the community that he supposedly loved, in my opinion. Um, this was selfish in nature. And it, it's just, it's sad. I feel bad for the people that look up to him and people that believed in him because now who do you have, right? I mean, I mean don't get me wrong, we have lots of great leaders still in this community, you know, but he, he, he for better or worse, no matter how you felt about him, he was a leader to many, you know, and then when this happens, it, you, you, you lose a little bit of faith. That's that's hard to replenish and bring back at the end of the day. And, and that's where my mind is at about it right now. It, it's just so detrimental to the community, a community that I'm, I'm personally was always trying to uplift and, like, make better. And it's hard when these, these figures do these things. And that's it for me, like. We'll be all right eventually, but this is going to be another dark period before we get back to where we need to be. I want to I want to talk about something. Like you said, this is going to affect the community as a whole, especially here in New York City, and uh, you know this area in general. Not just New York City, you know, tri-state. There's a lot of really good to streamers, leaders, like you say. But when something like this happens with as prominent a member as he is, like you said, it's going to hit hard. It's, it's going to have a big ripple effect, you know, and um, like you said, it's going to take quite a while to get past this one because, you know, when you see somebody as stature as he is and, uh, you know, people who you're hoping become sponsors, uh, big sponsors trying to help out the community, they're going to look at it, you know, oh, man, like, do we really want to deal with this crap right now? You know, because if he's one of the leaders... What does that say about everybody else? And that's sure as heck. I'm pretty sure it gets you it gets you guys all mad because it's like, well, here we go again. You know, it's, and it's I, I wanna just... I wanna just add real, real quick, um also please that um the whole thing with Spooky, right? Spooky had to get involved because people thought Arturo was spooky. This is how connected he is to things. Yeah, that he was had to the clarify main, that. He had yeah. to clarify that. Like he actually sat out and put out a video, okay, that say, "Listen, you know, you know, get your facts straight. 
you know, he is not spooky, you know. And but in 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 a sense, he kind of was because he he spawned from that, you know. If not for an for a spooky or two, wouldn't have the platform on a production level, right? You know, and it, you know, again, like I, I really didn't want to spend a lot of time on this. Yeah, I swore, but I'm just gonna leave you guys with this. Um, you know, he, he, he like yeah, yes, he was clearing his name at the end of the day, but. It was more than just saying that he cannot be a part. It was more like he was getting accused. Like he he was probably in his bed, might have been in his getting he's getting hit up and getting lit up on on Twitter over something that he had nothing to do to because he had ties with a man, you know. So, you know, it, again, like it, it, the damage has been done. Now we're in repair mode. Um, I I hope the community doesn't lose. Things like Matchmaker, because it has helped. It has, you know, when you when you when you're a competitor, and you know you know that you know when you're a competitor that understands the nature of the FCC, those extra dollars go a long way, right? And and, and it's motivation because you, you just let's, let's keep it real. We, we we're not motivated by the money in the FCC because we obviously other you know games you can play that make more money, right? We actually love this community. So, playing and getting this extra money, knowing where we stand in the community, it goes a long way. It makes everything you're trying to do a little better. And then to not have that because of one person, you know, these are the things, you know, you, 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 you make your bed and you, and you lay in it, but you, you never think about how making your bed affects other people that are in your space. What are you guys looking Mike forward to the most in 2023? Said. I'm sorry, what was that? So I say, it's like what Lucius Fox said, all right? You know, we can't be seen doing business with whatever the hell it is you're accused of being. Like, so that's just real world you know, truth right there. When you are a brand like Spooky is, and again, like, Spooky's the great grandfather of all that we do. There's no two ways about that. Spooky's like, again, he's been that central pillar. He was a dude all the way back from the days of Justin TV. Spooky was there. And Spooky brought art on. Guard crush. Yeah. Like I said, Spooky brought art on to the point where, like, you no, know, I've used this term, and, like, Ralph, I told you about it today, and I'm using it to other people. You now, Arturo is basically the heir apparent. All right? And. To have that pedigree, to have that tenure, to have that legacy behind him that also is colluded with the concept of Team Spooky and everything that comes with it, for him to do this, again, like, it's my, it is maddening to me that this is something that even after everything we have been through, after all the strides that the FTC has made since 2009, the fact that this is going to put an indelible blemish on all of that progress, again, that is what is so infuriating to me. You know, I wanted to ask what was, um, what are you guys expecting for in uh, 2023? But, uh, Let's stick with this topic, not Arturo. I'm talking about more like the the local scene. 
you know, like you said, he wasn't the only quote unquote leader here. We still have a whole bunch of people doing the things they need to do to, you know, forward the community, depending on how you look at it. You know, you guys, you guys, you, you have guys like Team Stickbug and uh, Bum. They're doing their own things. You know, you guys do your own things. And it's, you know, the, the area is just mishmash. You know what I'm saying? So what could, with, with everything that's been happening, has there been any kind of talks about a summit of any kind about, hey, what could we do to make the community stronger in our area? Or is it still all men for themselves? All men and no. women for themselves. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, dude, like you personally, you know we've tried that in the past. And it always boils down no, to but I'm talking about it. after what happened, you know, last week with as big a you know, as big an event that has happened. You know, uh has we there been any talk forum. or is it just still again, you know, again, everybody's we, we, out we on need their a, own. A, a forum so that this sort of thing wouldn't happen. Right? And, you know, we had this whole, like, what, FTC code of conduct discussion before, and then people became part of that. Yeah, how'd that go? End of the day, that it, it literally became, and, you know, excuse my language, a bunch of guys talking out their ass. The people are still doing what they're going to do. And it's not their fault. You know, end of the day, we're all adults, right? We can't, there's no governing body, official governing body in FTC, so we can't enforce anything. No. And the reason why we can't enforce anything because we don't have a governing body because we still want to stay, stay grassroots. You know, if this were the Olympics, people would behave more, right? There's a whole Olympic committee, right? There's a whole like, this is your career. If you do stuff, this is the end. You're not allowed to play anywhere, do anything. You're not allowed to compete in worlds, qualifiers, nothing like that. This is still the wild, wild west, no matter how you spin it. You know, so until we come into a situation where we have a governing body, which the, I feel the majority of the community will push back against the door. Again, we don't want to be police. We don't want to be told what to do. We just want to play, right? Until these things happen, it doesn't matter if a group of like, you know, tenured community members make a list and say this is how it, it goes. Like, and, and no, no disrespect to them, but like, end of the day, who are they to make rules, right? And, and that's what it is. I, I, I'm for, I am for one. And probably, you know, would love to have the rules and have this code of conduct. But there's nothing in, in the ether that says anyone has to follow this. These are just suggested ways of people to carry themselves. Right? That doesn't stop the misbehavior in, on, in any event from happening. And they happen still. People still do dumb stuff at events. People still carry on the way they shouldn't, even though we have a code of conduct. You know, so until there's this official governing body where it actually means something, where it actually means something to someone's career, to someone's, you know, you know, ability to run an event, host an event, these things are going to continue to happen. See, it's also are you guys looking forward to the I'm sorry? I was saying it's, it's also difficult because, like, it, like, it's not, so when it comes to the FGC, we got... Yeah, we have our big events that consistently happen, but we're also in that stage where there's a lot of up-and-coming TOs who are starting to run their own thing. So who's to say... I guess it's the point where it's like, if you if you have the money and the resources, you can run an event, event of any size that you want, provided that you can properly provide for it. So who's to say that some new guy that has money to burn comes in, runs an event, he has no idea what the code of conduct is. So 
because we don't have that governing body that like you know like they don't like they know no new to has to answer to anybody when they want to run an event for the right. first time they just have to book right. the space you know book the venue get the setup and they can do it so that's also the hurdle that we have to get over it's like you know a, a player who's been banned from all the big events could just find any up and coming event and I'll, oh, I'll just go compete in that you know like like mm-hmm. they it, it, it's hard to it's hard to enforce something like that because like Rodney said not only are we adults so, so it's not like you're hurting you know a bunch of children but then you also are in a space where anybody could just run an event like if you have the money you can do it so it, yeah it, it, I'm not saying I'm not optimistic on it becoming more consistent it's just I think it's going to be a long while before we get to that point where everything is just cohesive. What is the one thing you guys are looking my most forward to in 2023? Hmm. It's a brand new year, you know, we're uh, almost in the middle of January. I believe uh, the next big event in the area is a uh, uh, winter brawl. Is it not? No, um, um, uh, Frosty Frosty. Oh, it's Frosty, isn't it? We said yeah. in the area, though. That's the thing. On like, the area? Frosty oh, in the area? West, right? yeah. yeah. Is he so doing yeah, big, uh, Winter Brawl anymore? He is. Winter Brawl is a one day event. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a one day event. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, DZ. Oh, yeah, I believe not, you're, there's no official you information and, out. <laughs> you and Steve are. <laughs> you and Steve are heading out to Frosty's, are you not? Yes. Yes. Um, Rod, Rod, Mike, are you going to be there? Um, at the present time, I'm not. It might change, but right now, no. Is retro going? Yes. Yes. Retro is going. Yeah, man. But what are what are what are the things you guys are looking more forward to as a team? You know, a traveling team, like you said uh, earlier. You know, lugging all this stuff together. Are you guys going to go there to uh, work, or are you guys just you know to um, to compete and uh, you know just take in the atmosphere. What are you guys doing out there? Uh, we're doing I'm a little bit of everything. Work. Yeah, like Steve's going to work. I think Retro's working as well because I think Retro's going to be a big part of the uh, the mystery tournament. Um, oh yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's his. I hope day. there's more tech really romancer man. There, I'm hoping tech yeah. romancer and plasma sword. Yeah, he's really <laughs> good at it, but um. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to compete, but I'm also going to pretty much just you know keep a lookout for our players and you know make sure everybody's good. Um, I I, I kind of like to take on uh, I don't want to say plaza roles if you feel old, but um, you know just just to like just to look out for people. You know, like if like if um if if one of our players is having an issue or you know anxiety or whatever the case may be, I like to just step in and just like make sure they're good. So, but I'm also going to, you know, check with Steve and Retro, too. Like, if they need anything from me, if they're busy working, it's like, hey, like, DZ, can you go grab me food or something like that? Like, I'm going to, you know, check them, check well, on them and help them out. Happen. I'm going to be busy. Yeah. The new season. Yeah, I know uh, you're going to be busy KOF, The new KOF season is going to be out after Frosty, is it? Isn't it? Um, um, no, I think it's coming out before. before. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm a little worried. You know, as, a com- as a competitor, do you look forward to that kind of crap? Where it's like, yeah, I'm getting ready for an event. Next thing you know, oh, well, here's a new season with everything fixed on it. Um, I would know like right that. now, I want it to happen. <laughs> I'm tired of yeah. seeing all these Cronins out here. 
Cronin, Cronin the Jenny game. But to be honest, uh, I'm getting similar vibes from uh, Combo Breaker because Combo Breaker, um, the Southtown patch came out. I want to say like a what was it like a week and a half before? Yeah, Combo week and a half before, like and they let it rock. Yeah, and everybody was worried like. Okay, like, is it gonna be legal? Because everybody wanted the new meta like really bad. They were they were tired of VRT, and I think I think Rick just said screw it. Was like, you know what? New team, new patch, all of it's legal. We're just you know, let's just have fun. And um, it was a lot of fun. Like you know, it, a lot of people brought a lot of new teams into the fold because of that. So I'm hoping that Frosty has a similar vibe. I hope it's coming. I hope it comes out. You know. Early enough in the month to wait, because Frost is like what the first weekend of uh, February. Yeah. So it's like I hope I hope that uh wow. it comes out early enough to where there's not really a, a debate on whether or not they should use that patch at the tournament. Like we could just go ahead and just do it. Yeah, you know, I'll that's you that some next week. Probably next week. Like, surprise, but, you know. Shingo. I'm hoping some unknown OD Shingo just uh, <laughs> comes in and just. Takes first, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, what happened?" <laughs> gonna be, uh, I just want '98 Shingo back. Counter everything, you know. Counter. Yeah. I have a counter. feeling he's gonna like. Talk about the critical hit, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I gotta work that into the kit somehow. What about you, Mike? Man, what's the number one thing you're looking forward to in 2023? Although you are like semi-retired anyway from the national stage. Yeah. Uh, truth be told, the one big thing that I'm looking forward to in 2023 is the advent and the implication of crossplay because the fact that that being the, like the last hurdle that a lot of communities seem to have having that be something that's peeled away i think will add an entire new dimension to competition hey where'd ronnie go is he hiding from us yeah he step away. Away. has to step away for a couple of minutes I had to ask him what he's looking forward to 2023. I'll tell you what I'm doing, man. I'm looking forward to doing more interviews and everything. I'm hoping to have a whole bunch of people lined up. Again, I was very surprised that last episode I did with Master Steve, first episode I'd done like in three months, 300 downloads. I'm like, Phew. that's crazy. Like, oh, I guess I was yeah, missed by a few people. Nice. Right? Yeah, you're good at what you do, Ralph. So yeah, I got to interview DZ, man. I know he's like, he's like, hey, come on, man. When's my episode coming up next? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we can take our time. I mean, there's no rush. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, you know, we'll talk. We'll, we'll get it set up. You know what the most amazing thing is, though, man, is uh, everything that you guys do. Uh, we, we talked about it. You know, it's, it's, it's a thankless job. It's always been. Um, hoping that eventually, and this is a big hope, you know, maybe people will finally start, you know, acknowledging how hard it is to help out at tournaments. Uh, you know, doing a local thing where it's just one streamer and uh, one day's worth of work, you know, it's nothing compared to these big events, uh, the things people go out to enjoy. Uh, and it's something you also said. It's a, it's, it's a weekend to get away from it all, to get away from the real world, to go hang out with your friends, go hang out with your peers, uh, enjoy everything that we love doing, which is uh, playing video games. In this case, uh, you know, it's fighting games. But even when you go over to these uh, kinds of events, you, you hear people talking all sorts of uh, all, all sorts of genres. I remember for a while there, people, you know, it's like, oh, screw fighting games, man. Who's playing uh, um, Overwatch? You know, let's all go and become Overwatch pros instead of Street Fighter pros because nobody's making money here. All the money is over in Overwatch. 
And, um, you know, everything that's happened uh, with the Arturo stuff and, and even then, I'm pretty sure there's a whole bunch of more stuff coming out soon about that. It can't, it, you know, we can't let it deter us from, you know, trying to keep growing the community. And, um, I, I mean, it's, it's probably going to be a little bit of a tough road because of everything that's happened. But all we could really do is just uh, go forward because, you know, like some of you guys have mentioned, uh, really, and, and a lot of people have mentioned it being on this show before. How much longer do you plan on doing this? Like, uh, look at Mike. He's uh, stepping back. Uh, I believe, you know, I, he, he's told, and a lot of people may not know it, but he said, you know, God of Wars, Ragnarok is going to be the last video game he's ever going to buy. Yeah, like, you know, the guy just wants to concentrate on other projects. Yeah, like, unless something, like, truly magical comes down the pipeline, like, yeah, that's more or less going to be it for me. That's part of the reason, well, that is, like, the primary reason why I shaved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I know it may sound silly, but, like, there's, like, there's really only one moment throughout the entirety of Ragnarok where the screen cuts to black. Everything else, it is one continuous shot all the way through. And given the, given the gravitas of the scene itself and the music that plays with it, and Rage, I'm pretty sure you've already beaten Ragnarok, right? Yep. So you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to spoil anything. I don't care. But again, like once you get to that point, after that moment and those songs play, like I knew I'd like experienced something truly unique. So I had to signify that, and that's why I lowered my ears a little bit, so to speak. Daisy, do you think you're ever going to reach a game where you're going to say, this is the end for me? Um, eventually. I mean, we're, we're you know, somebody, no, like, I can't, I, my fingers won't survive forever doing this, but it's, um, I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. Um, honestly, I just plan on going until I reach a point where I, you know, I can't play competitively anymore or, you know, I just, um, I, you know, or, or life just gets in the way so much that I don't have the time. That's the only way I can really see myself, you know, not because cause a lot of my closest friends I've either met through this community or through proxy to this community. And, and it's like, I, I can't really see myself stepping away from it because it's at the point where, where a lot of my closest interactions with other people all stem from this. So it's like, why would I stop when everything is, is centered here for me? You know? So, mm -hmm. so it, it, yeah, I don't, I don't really see myself stopping. Not, not anytime soon. What about you, Steve? Have you gotten to a point where, I mean, you're a married man again. Uh, congratulations, by the way. Uh, you moved out to the middle of Jersey, taking over eight on the break. Can't hear you, man. Say again. Uh, I said uh, coming soon, still in talks, because uh, I've just been busy. Uh, last year was very busy for me, um, and I'm hoping this year will be very busy for me as well. And, I'm, I'm and Rob, we're going to finish it off with you, man. What are you looking forward to the most in 2023? Uh, progress. Progress is always progress, first and foremost. Um, Everything that 
we do is 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 planned, is is set in motion. We 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 have we have places we want to reach and goals that we want to attain. Um, it, it's it's hard when sometimes you have a lot going against you. Um, like I, like I said, as much as I love the community, the community doesn't always love you back, and it's it's hard to operate in a space like that. Um, I think I check in with Steve like once a year, and I'm like, "Yo, you still want to do this?" You know, just to be sure. You know, <laughs> and, and he says yes, and, and I say, "As long as you want to do it, I, I then I want to do it," and we take it from there. So, um, I, I I can't stress a lot of things that. You can't stress anything you can't control, right? You can't, you can't worry about it. And, and there are things that happen to us that we just can't control. Um, and you know, we just, we just, you know, keep pushing forward so that, you know, we we get to where we want to be. You know, um, we try, you know, at, at least several times a year just to let the community know that we haven't forgotten about you guys, and still try to do things for the community, especially locally. Um, I feel, and this is not to pat ourselves on the back, but I feel that we are one of the few groups to recognize that, especially in this area, that there's a lot of saturation and we don't need to do what everyone else is doing. You know, you guys are people that are having events here in the city and in the region, you guys are all doing a good job. Um, you know, we're in we're not ever trying to compete with people right even though it's it's it, it has felt in the past like people have, have tried to compete with us um because i think there's it, there's enough at going around to at least help the community you know you know the new york tri-state area is, is is pretty well off even though we get overlooked a lot even though i complain about how we don't get a lot of pro tour stops in this region, especially from, especially with established events, um, because this is one of the strongest regions in the country, if not the world. You know, uh, we do have our Capcom Cup winner from here. You know, we've had several Capcom winner, Cup winners from New York. Um, you, you know, this is a very interesting region. Uh, in terms of how we're strong, yet we're overlooked a lot, especially again on on the circuit area. Like uh, I was I was talking with someone about how like we have a very strong Soul Caliber region, and it wasn't a, a the, the the short-lived tour didn't have a stop here. So it's like us being one of the best regions. We have we have to travel to you guys to beat you guys. Like is that what that is? You know. Um, you know, it, yeah, it, 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 I find it weird. This is it, a very weird region to operate out of, but it's also a very self-sufficient region. Um, we've talked about doing things in other regions, you know, because 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 this tri-state region is well off. We we have enough events. We have you know we're we're not yeah we want to do stuff locally just to say that we're still here, but and, and that's all it is. You know, we we're definitely not doing it for the money. You know, we, we that's that's not why we got involved in FTC at all, unlike some organizations. Um, but you know, we have the wherewithal to understand that other regions in this country could use 
our help, which is why we attended things like esports summits and stuff like that. And 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 the desire and the need is there, it's out there, you know. So we all we're trying to do is like just expand on that, you know, and and bring back the things that we that we do and learn from these places that come here, you know, and 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 leave it here to make this region better. Because as, as strong as it is, it could always be better, you know. Mm-hmm. So and, and that's that's my hope for this upcoming year, and just to continue to have fun doing this and continue to see the people that we love that you know i, I love coming to events because sometimes I, it's the only time i get to see these people um and um so that, that's always an incentive to come out to these events uh just to see certain people that are looking forward to seeing me you know so that's always a great feeling mm-hmm. um but also to continue to keep this community uh thriving you know we can do our part so that's what's in it for me, and I'm sure most of my all my guys would agree on that to some extent. Mm-hmm. You know what? With that being said, man, let's get this show, you know, wrapped up. And of course, as usual, man, any shout outs, you know, to anybody wants to shout out anybody out there? Give any shout outs, you know, give any thank yous for a nice 2022 uh, long road you guys out. had. You know, you traveled all over the place. So again, shout outs. Here we go. I just I just want to shout out to my team first and foremost. You know, they, you know, we, I, I, my, my only wish was that as a someone who who runs a team, that I could do so much more for you guys because you guys are worth every second of it, and I, I never get to say this a lot publicly, and that's, you know, even you know, everyone, everyone in the team, everyone that's there, like each one of you guys, like help really like. It made me want to continue doing this, you know, and all your individual personalities and stuff. So I got to thank my team first and foremost, because without you guys, we don't have anything. Um, on shout outs, you know, to the community at large, uh, the people that work with us and believe that we can do what we can do. Um, that always helps. Um, everyone that has always had something nice to say. Um, the people that has always supported us from the time we walked to this community to this very day. Uh, you guys all know who you are. Um, shout outs to people like, you know, Andre, you know, the Bifuteki crew, you know, they, he, he, he takes us under our, under his wing, but it's also like he comes under our wing as well at times. And we just, we, we bounce ideas off each other and help each other be better, not only in this space, but as individuals and friends and, you know, personal lives. So I'm always grateful for, for Dre in that regard. Um, and just that, you know, you know, just to say that, you know, we're, we're still here. We're, we're not going anywhere anytime soon, you know, as long as Steve says so. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to, to, to do everything it is that we can do to, to just be the team you guys have always loved. So that's my two cents. Anybody else with shout outs? <laughs> what? Is that Steve? Uh, yeah, Steve said something. I can't. Put up your volume, Steve. My mic is kind of dropping. Right. You hear me now? You good? Uh, your mic's doing the thing. Yeah. 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 All right. So why why do I have to say? <laughs> you make all this work. You get the, you that's get the keys, why. man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because because uh, without well, you, the glue. Yeah. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, when the rig explodes, we don't know what to do. So we need you for that. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> Basically. All right. <laughs> 
Because uh, I ain't fixing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, as far as shout-outs go, uh, first and foremost, yeah, like, to everybody that blesses the sticks, like, thank y'all for making what I've done for the last couple of years so entertaining. Uh, on a personal note, uh, definitely to ape off of Rod, like, definitely shout-out to the team and the family itself, like, I'm going to be purple and black until I'm, you know, dead and in the ground, basically. And uh, on a professional note, like, yeah, I just want to constantly shout out the official Crane and Studio Stills. Like, I love that crew. I love what they put together. I love the work that they've done. And I'm always going to be looking forward to hearing more from them. So, yeah, big ups on that. Dizzy? Um, I mean, first, first and foremost... I gotta shout out my team. You guys are like brothers to me, so you know I never, never. I'm I'm the oldest in my family, so I never had big brothers growing up. But you know, coming coming on to KPV and you know hanging out with you guys, working with you guys and stuff like that, it's it's been a blessing. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, also, shout outs to just the community at large. Like, there's so many different people that come from all walks of life that come together to, to do this because because at the end of the day like all these events whether it's a local a major whatever it's a celebration in my opinion a celebration of fight a fighting game because they they it, it's a, it's a really competitive genre but it also brings people together and i don't think that gets brought up enough because if you know a lot of people think of the genre and they just think oh like who's the best that's all i care about but they don't think about the people who are skilled and you know they might not be the best but they're, they're good enough to make an impact and and they turn into commentators or they turn into TOs or they turn into you know production staff or whatever and it it just it's like playing these games is like a gateway when you play these games enough and you get mm-hmm. invested enough in the scene beyond just playing online or playing locally or whatever you start to meet people form connections with people and it it really starts to build the community just from just from that alone so you know whether you're just a player or you stream or commentate or whatever just want to give you know shout out to those people because they they you know they they, they keep us in business to be completely honest and it, it, and, yeah. and it also helps us it also helps us you know keep our passion going and and do as much as we can for you guys in return I want to give a shout out, you know, to everybody who listens to the show, man. Thank you very much. Uh, I know we were kind of absent in 2022. Definitely uh, going to be putting up more episodes soon. Uh, have some great ideas of some people to get on this. And, uh, and uh, by the way, I will say one thing. Shout out to uh, Curtis Betts, I believe it was, man. The <laughs> evil Rodney thing that he did at uh, NEC, man. That, that was definitely <laughs> the best part. Of the- <laughs> No, you saw that. Yo, that's weird. You saw how Ronnie's light went off. What the heck? Yeah, that, that was <laughs> he's transforming. Watch out! That's <laughs> like one of the all-time great things, man. Evil Ronnie. But listen, man, I, I want to thank you guys once again for, you know, for coming on to this and sharing your experiences as a production team. You know, as the traveling brotherhood that you guys are you uh you traveled all over the country uh, uh did you travel out of the states uh to the dominican republic to run something over there or was that la- uh or was that the other year that was a while back that was uh, pre-pandemic yeah, that, was a while back. that was uh yeah. 2019 
Yeah. All right. Then, well, listen, man. Uh, good Capcom good travels to everybody. I'm sorry. That was, that was for Capcom Cup. It was qualifier. Oh wow. Well, listen, man. It was a lot of fun chatting with you guys. Uh, safe travels to uh, everybody uh, going forward. It's uh, not an easy job, but like you guys, somebody has to do it, man. The more, you know, you guys get contracted, you're going to be out there and you're only going to be getting the best, you know, TOs who uh, contract you guys out to, uh, you know, get the work done. There's a reason why you guys get those gigs and it's because you've proven time and time again, man, you guys are one of the most reliable teams in the, in the game. So with that being said, uh, once again, guys, thank you. Thank you. No problem, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Yeah, man, exactly. Thanks a lot, guys, for watching. Um, the video will be up on uh, YouTube, uh, all your favorite podcast uh, outlets. And uh, until next time, man, once again, guys, thank you. And uh, have yourselves a good night. See you, brother. Peace, guys. This has been a KPG Media Works <laughs> production.